0: In a world where combat sports changes on a dime, two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Professional wrestling. wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better.
1: I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley, and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating
0: Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here at AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't
1: forget that the only reason, though, to be clear to begin with was because AEW it's was true. going to, and they Very were trying true. to sign
0: it. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leans towards Sandhagen, but I, I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm
1: choosing Sanhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. The Aldermain Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the
0: next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest Move. You hear Dustin,
1: after the fight, admitted though that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do
0: you think Pena has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good in my opinion, even the undercard I don't think is that great. When Gone and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible, definitely. Boxing
1: Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling
0: when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's gonna win this fight. He's gonna throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet.
1: First off, I'm gonna say congratulations, to Tyron Woodley, for making $2 million.
0: I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Laugh out a so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most said the best boxers fighting this is what boxing has become the promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best they protect their own interests they protect their fighters and they never let the best fight the best and there's multiple champions in the same weight class and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts and this is what has allowed youtubers to come in and take over the sport and much much more I have them this weekend. I'm just gonna let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my fighting jersey on. You have like your really, really top
1: tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. That absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Orlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like,
0: I... Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, we've seen Cejudo on Dynamite, we've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite, we've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like... it just like,
1: the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that.
0: Fightful, 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 fightful. fightful. Steven
1: yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh Fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBD Tito
0: for Life. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. You hit Live rounds. The Marksman have arrived. Have arrived.
1: Watching live rounds with Doug and Stephen, and being introduced to you by the real IWGP
0: uh, World Heavyweight Champion, Will. What's up, everybody? Welcome to live rounds episode 52. This is going to be a double or nothing review and talk about all things that happened that weekend we also are going to get into uh hell in the cell predictions we have a wrestle rumble uh, entry to give away it'll work the same way as it did last week um so yeah we got a lot to talk about and uh i don't know how you doing tonight Stephen.
1: i'm doing well i you know worked during the day and then uh, myself and jeremy uh, just interviewed joshua bishop one of my favorite independent pro wrestlers Yep, that'll be airing this thursday morning for the spotlight Um, and then i uh, just had a couple minutes to catch up on a little bit of nfl type stuff uh, and then right to this so been very busy today drinking a beer tonight during the show kind of kicking back relaxing and uh looking forward to talking about I, I mean I got very little to talk to say when it comes to WWE like we'll get to that
0: like right, we'll yeah. get to
1: that but we got I think a the whole fun lot thing to talk about, about that
0: mm-hmm. I think the fun thing about that is is we're both on the same page with WWE so like when you read the card I'm going to be like oh they're having that match I don't know and then I'll just give my thoughts on it so we're both kind of that same where we're neither one of us are experts cuz we don't watch weekly or, or anything but um I bet you we could give predictions and we'd be pretty close to being right and we don't even have to watch the product. That's how bad it is there. So, there well, that's
1: very true. And you can tell with my Wrestle Rumble entries, which I know you mentioned we're going to give one away, which we are. The way to get your name on the list is to give a super chat. And if you do $10 or more, you get your name on there twice. Any additional $10, an additional name on the list. For instance, Bears Bound, I see, has already sent a super chat, which we'll get to in a second. Thank you very much for that, by the way. And so his name's gonna go on there twice and we're gonna pick a name off of that list. I'll pull up a, a random name generator at the end of the show, and a name will pop up and they'll get an entry to the WrestleRumble Hell in a Cell pick, Hell in a Cell Pick 'em contest. It's a mouthful. Um, and the prize for that is a thousand dollars cash, I believe. I'm gonna double check, but I think it's another thousand dollar cash one. I got seventh place by the way on double or nothing. I was close, man. I was within wow. five I was within five points mm. of weighing the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Wow. Is there a way that you can check to see like how close you like where you rank?
1: Yeah, so I can see where I rank. Like he'll 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 usually put up like the top uh 50 or 50 or so, I think, uh on there. So I can okay. see like I got 40 points and first place got 45 points, and everyone in between is wow. you know, 41, 43, whatever. So it really it legit, legitimately came down to like if I would have probably picked like i i don't know i can't remember all the point uh all the points right now like what what counted for what on the thing but it could have been as little as like i had jurassic express winning and i had jungle boy getting the pin but i had it on ricky starks and he wound up hitting swerve so like okay. that one difference right there probably cost me a thousand dollars you know what wow. I mean? like which is crazy wow. Um, but it makes it fun, and I'm I, I'm even wearing a, a Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns T-shirt from being at this WrestleMania because I knew we were going to talk about Hell in a Cell today, and it gave me an excuse to wear a WWE T-shirt. But um, but yeah, there. I mean, we got a ton of stuff to talk about when it comes to to AEW. Like there's, I mean, we could easily do a full show on just that. But we we do want to give away a WrestleMania entry, and we do want to talk some WWE because we know there are some people in here who like hearing us talk about it. And one last thing I'll say before we get into all of this is. Doug, you were wrong about something just a second ago. We are experts, and we don't, we don't have to watch the show. <laughs> like we are experts on this because we've watched this for decades. I mean, yeah. you probably close to four decades. Me, like yep. a little over th- right around three. Like, we yep. You don't like when you've watched it as much as we have. Like, we don't have to watch weekly. And once again, my Marissa Rumble entries are proof of this. A lot of the time, when it comes to WWE, I'm still ranking like real close to the money consistently based on just like, I literally go by who I think Vince thinks is a bigger star. And that usually is what, what will win. So, right. Um, anyways, yeah, we got, uh, I don't, I know where you want to start. If you want to do super chats, if you want to, uh, real, oh, and also real quick,
0: real quick. Oh, go ahead.
1: L- luminary, luminary sting. Okay, I got two of them. Got two of them. And do you have the OG sting yet from that series?
0: I did get him, you did? I got him okay. on Amazon for 20 bucks. Okay. Cause
1: I found him in the wild too. And I found these guys. So I grabbed another yeah. one of the originals in the box. I was at
0: Walmart and I found the entire dark order set as well, but I just, I, I just don't know if I want to spend money on that. Like Stu Grayson's already gone. And then I'm not a big fan of evil. Uno. you got Anna J silver would be the only one that I would probably want to get, but Brody. I held off, but Do you have I the already Bird? have Brody. I got the Brody. I have, Brody. I have, the, I have the Brody. Brody, yeah. Brody was a must, and I kept going through all of them to see if I could find a chase. But, I mean, if I didn't have – but Brody for sure is a must. Yeah. But um, I did get the ultimate Batista. I saw him so the other day. I passed, but, like, sick.
1: When, it, when it gets on discount, that's one I'm going to get for sure.
0: It was pretty sick. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, And then real quick, I just wanted to say – You know how I kept saying that they better not screw up Obi-Wan? Like, (laughs) they've kind of screwed up Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's definitely heading that direction (laughs) to where, I mean, it's so toxic right now to be a Star Wars fan because there's definitely a lot of people that aren't happy, and then there's people that are happy, and it's just a big mixed bag. And I feel like we're at the point to where You just have to let it go. Like, it's just never going to be what you want it to be anymore because it's controlled by different people that had no business making it in the first place. And now they want to put in their own political agendas and all this other stuff. And it's just, it's just not the same, but I will say Top Gun is freaking amazing. Top Gun Maverick is freaking amazing. It's way better than the first one has so much more depth and Honestly, like that is a movie you go see in the theater because you just can't even believe that they're shooting it like the way that they do. I mean, it looks it looks like you're in the aircraft because pretty much you were like it, it's crazy. The mission that they have to do is awesome. It's not woke at all, like at all, <laughs> at all. Like it's just straight. Tom Cruise is the freaking man. He's a legend. I know he's a nutcase in real life, but in Hollywood, as a movie star, he's 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 basically the goat. I highly recommend to go see Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick is awesome. So I had a good weekend though. I, I we took the kids swimming uh for Memorial Day. You know, like um, and then. I was able to go see Top Gun, have the wrestling pay per view, so yeah, it was a fun weekend.
1: Nice. I uh, I'm gonna. I want to see Sonic 2. I saw it's on Paramount Plus, so I'm gonna watch. Yeah, that. it's on
0: Paramount Plus. It's not bad. I've seen it. So yeah, I've got kids, so I've seen it. Trust me. Yeah, well, um, I, I
1: don't, but you know, like Sonic fan.
0: Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um. <laughs> so yeah, man. Let's. Let's get in before the pay-per-view because it's really gonna go with the very first match that happened and all that, right? Let's let's talk about your boy. Let's talk about MJF. Because okay. how much of this do you are you starting to believe now that this guy wants out? He does not want to be a part of AEW anymore. He does want to go to the WWE, he is unhappy. And how much of it is do you think that they know how to work the crowd and it is getting MJF massive heat? And the reason I say this too is just because the fact that Tony Khan won't even comment on it gives me a little bit of pause. Because I feel like if you knew exactly where you were heading with Max... Then you would make some type of comment. I know Dana would make a comment, and I'm not—I'm not even kidding. Based on that post press uh, presser that Tony Khan had, uh, I think Dana rubbed off on him. I really do, because he's normally very even-keeled. He does not talk that much crap. I mean, he was going off that press conference, and he said that he had just talked to Dana that weekend. So that—that that kind of makes me feel like Dana gave him some words of advice on handling the press, I guess, or handling his enemies because Dane has always been a cutthroat guy. You come after me, I come after you. Um, I also think, I don't know how much of the damn flight story, you know, like I know Sean Ross Sapp reported that a flight was booked for him. Someone paid for it, not necessarily MJF. And then multiple reports saying that the flight was never booked or this didn't happen or that didn't happen. I feel like that really stirred things up that night. And then people were already banking on the fact that he wasn't going to be there. Then AEW pulls the video package off YouTube. So then that added to the controversy as well. And I do also think that it's a very interesting time in pro wrestling because right now you have Sasha Banks who basically walked out. And then on the other side, you had MJF who almost walked out. And it's like, no matter what company you're in, people are wanting different things. You know what I mean? So uh, what's your take on everything?
1: So part of this, like when this happened, not the same way, but but that y'all will know where I'm going with this when we get into this. I wasn't convinced Cody was leaving until I saw him show up at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Because I thought, Tony Khan, like if anyone was going to have a story like that and make it that much to where like the hardcore fan base and the smart marks and everybody was like, you know, I thought it was going to be used as like a a huge storyline for AEW. And it turned out, well, no, actually, Cody just actually left and he's actually just in the WWE. Like it wasn't that at all. When it comes to MJF, I want to go kind of that route by my gut feeling is like, I think so I think MJF legitimately is getting paid like four or five times less than like their top stars in AEW. For sure. And, and that do. isn't, you know, and that isn't fair, but at the same time, we both know how sports work and Tony Khan, that's his background and MJF's basically on a rookie contract. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> and, 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 I mean, it's just one of those things. It's just like, it, the, the, it's one of those things where like, so if this was happening with like the Vikings and Justin Jefferson was, was doing this, I'd be pissed because yeah. I'd be like, dude, yeah. we all know what a rookie contract is. Like you got to just yep. get through those couple of years and then you get fat pay after that. Like mm-hmm. they're going to pay you so much. And then, you know, then I get mad because then Justin Jefferson probably leaves or we lose a whole lot of people to keep him. And that's a whole situation in itself. But with AEW, it's a little different because like there's no salary cap and like Tony Khan basically has limited money to do what he wants with this thing. So you're not really him paying mjf doesn't affect the roster i don't think like i don't think other people don't get paid because mjf is going to get paid right but but when it comes to something like this it's like if you're tony khan you can't just give him more money without an extension even though he's worth five times more than what he's making because the and then everybody is going to want to do the same thing and that's why you don't see it in sports and why it's just like it it, i'm not saying it's fair mjf should like he is a top guy and mjf is in my opinion he's the biggest heel in the entire business i mean roman depending on how you look at it but roman's like cool like mjf is a pure heel like this guy so i think he deserves the same pay that Honestly, I mean, Danielson and Punk are maybe like outliers because of like who they are. Maybe even Jericho because of like the time he spent in the business and stuff. But I think MJF should be around like those guys kind of pace. I think
0: MJF should be like Hangman. I don't know how much Hangman gets paid, but whatever that is, I think that's where he's at. Because he hasn't had that WWE type superstar exposure like a Moxley, like a Danielson, like a Punk, all that. And Adam Hangman Page hasn't either, but he's earned his way up to the top. And I think that's where he should be more around.
1: Well, see, the thing with Hangman is, for all we know, Hangman could be on something similar to MJF. Like, he was in better with those guys as friends and probably got, like, a good deal on the way in. Yeah. Probably also kind of on like a rookie contract comparison, but I don't I don't know what Hangman makes. So like, I, well, and I, don't I wonder
0: know. if you become champion, if all of a sudden prices goes up, or you know, like you get more of the merchandise deal, or what I, you know, because how like USC sure. UFC does pay per view buys. Like if you're champ, you get a cut of that. You're you're, right. part, Which, you're you're the one that draws the house is what the way they view it. You know so. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to imagine because even in WWE, I think you do get paid more while you're the champion, like because yeah. you have like the added stuff that you have to kind of do and be about and all that. But yeah, so like, but I'll say this, and I don't know this, but I'm this is just a for instance, like if 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 so if if Adam Cole is making like four times that MJF is. Like, that's yeah. just a guess. Like, if something like that is going on, MJF is right. worth at least as much as Adam Cole is. Like, right now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like it, it, you know, and so it's – and you are also got to think long-term. I mean, Adam Cole is still young, and he's got plenty of time, too. But MJF is, like, early 20s
0: still. But here's the kicker. They're not telling him that he's not worth that. But what he wants is the extension. And then when he's a free agent, he still wants to be able to cash in on that. That is the – you right. give up your free agency when you sign, and that's no different in football, right? If you right. sign with the team, you never hit the open market. You just re-sign with the team. You still get a really fair deal, maybe even more than what the market might generate. You never know, but that's the agreement: is that you're going with the original team. He wants to get paid right now, and then he wants he won't give up his free agency. Right. That's that's the standstill, in For my sure. opinion.
1: Oh, no, no, I, I agree. Like that that's the entire that's the entire problem. Because I think if, if Tony Khan was if MJF signed an extension, I think MJF is immediately making main event money. But if, if he's not gonna sign the extension, Tony Khan like doesn't really have the incentive to pay him right now. Because like if you're gonna play against us anyways, like so it's a it's a it's a tough situation because at the end of the day, I feel like MJF should should just just, just keep doing what he's doing because yeah, when he becomes a free I mean, I but the problem is that's two years from now, and and that might as well yeah. be forever when it comes to to sports and in certain aspects of entertainment. So I get that that it's like MJF is probably in a position where he's like, I if you're, because I because here's the thing, like if you're MJF, you would be foolish to sign an extension because your val you you want to know what your value is in free agency if you're him. Like you want to know what the WWE offers you. Cause even if you don't want to sign there, they're going to offer him more than whatever he's making in AEW. And if it's like a high enough number, he that's how you negotiate. Like that's find out what the other people want for, for you. And now you can play that against what, and make more money to stay where you're at if you want to stay. And he's just, and he's such a hot prospect of, of like what he could be in the business for the next like 10 years that he's going to, I think he should test free agency. But once again, to do that and to guarantee himself that, he would have to sign you know he basically have to keep wrestling for what he's wrestling for, for the next two years and he already feels like he's not making enough so you know now now on the flip side i think that for i think there is a work aspect to this too i really do like i don't i, I think that this is all true what we're saying but i also think it's totally possible that mjf and tony khan have, have talked at length about this and been like keep telling the people you're not signing, keep doing what you're doing, like fan fest and stuff like that. Like you're already not signing autographs yourself. You're already not taking pictures with people. If you know, show is fine, a fan fest, people are just going to be pissed off at you. That's what we want. That's what you want. Like, like let's keep rolling with this. You know what we're going to give you. Like, and maybe they have made some sort of deal behind the scenes, but one, one more flip side I'll bring up. And then I want, you know, you can go off because I know you're going to, you got a lot to say about this. Mm. The other flip side is like, Okay, so I've just kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, you 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 go ahead and I'll I'll circle back. But where 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 do you like on like the 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 working aspect of this? Like how much of it do you think oh sorry, the other flip side of this was gonna say is is the way that he was booked on the pay per view
0: was Mm -hmm. like the kind of
1: thing you book when you want someone out. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, I agree. And they kind of they kind like he had momentum to like I mean, top guy momentum. And now he just got completely squashed, which also, so I'm like, I'm super torn about like a lot of it of not really knowing yeah. exactly. I'm leaning more towards this is just legitimate. and He actually is having issues with the company. And Tony is like, you know, Me too. You're, we're paying you to be at the show. We've advertised you, you got to show up for this. We'll put you on as the first match so you can get in, get out and you're getting your ass kicked and we'll
0: deal with this in a few months. So, so my thing is too, and I, I, I keep going back on back and forth in this. Is how good is MJF, MJF and how good is AEW at booking MJF? Because if you take one away from the other, I, I don't know how good he will be. I and like the nobody will protect a guy like that, like the way AEW has protected him. Yeah, I no mean. Way. He's taken like before that Wardlow, I think he's taken like 3 or 4 losses and he's never been destroyed ever. And so much TV time, always in big feuds. You get and it's not like like okay, CM Punk got Darby Allin in his first match, but like CM Punk got to have, like, a long, meaningful feud with MJF. Like, MJF got a huge rub from CM Punk and vice versa. Like, I think MJF got CM Punk to where he needed to be to win the title. So I'm not taking away anything from MJF. I think he's extremely talented. I also think, though, that it's gotten to a point to where he has unrealistic expectations. And because of what Cody Rhodes was able to do, he thinks he can just go in there and do the exact same thing. And I just think it's going to be a little bit different. He's never stepped foot in there before. He doesn't have an established relationship with Vince. He's 5'11". I I just don't know if that same – because to me, and just like everybody else that has basically – Uh, loves to try to like stereotype him, they want to say that he's a Miz. And I wonder if Vince looks at him as like a Miz replacement. And if Miz is the replacement, if that's what the projection is, he's not gonna be this mega superstar that he could be in AEW because I only think it's a matter of time. Before he is like the guy. But here's my other issue with that. Is if you do give him this money, right? Then what's next? Is he gonna hold out because he's not the champion? Is it like at what point does he know that like I can't do this anymore? I gotta be a company man. That's that's my issue. Is so much has been given it to him at such an early age. I feel like he's extremely entitled now. And he expects to be paid like a CM Punk and all those other guys. And I just don't think that business-wise it makes that type of sense when he just doesn't have the same type of legacy that CM Punk does. And I know that he's definitely more of an AEW established guy and I don't think it looks good for him to leave and go to the WWE. But I also fully expected this, man. Like, this is a war. This is absolutely a war. And they're going to take guys from, from AEW. And I just, uh, I don't know. I'm leaning towards the fact he crossed the line. Tony Khan's upset. They wrote him off TV, basically, with that that finish. And we'll see what happens. I mean, does Tony just say, look, you're unhappy, I'm going to let you go? Like, is he going to actually do that? Or is he going to suspend him without pay and let him be at home with no money coming in? Or, like, how is this situation going to be handled? Because some are now reporting that the reason he didn't show up at the meet and greet is he wasn't in the position to show up at the meet and greet, whether that was he was wasted or whatever. He just he blew it off basically, so I don't I don't know I don't know, I, and and I also think, in my opinion, he takes it too far. He takes the heel thing too far. When you have fans that actually pay money to meet you, and this I felt this way before I met him, so don't don't. But these people paid a hundred dollars. These people paid a hundred dollars to meet you. They've got they're buying your scarves. They're buying all your your merch and you treat them like shit it it, and then you don't even show up like almost every heel at least recognizes the fact like he appreciates his fans like the long island thing right only in long island for him right only in long island like he should be nice to his fans and everybody else can go to hell like that's usually the way that it works but it's not that that way with him. And, and that's another thing is that because his character is so K-fade, is hard to tell how this kid really feels. But I will say when he walked out of that pay-per-view, it felt different. It felt different. He didn't he didn't seem all in, you know, and he did the stupid plane ride thing to kind of hint at that. And then like he kept running away from Wardlow. And it just was like just a cowardly match. And then he tried to get the ring and they wouldn't. And that stopped it. They stopped that. And then he just took 10 power bombs. And if you notice, like after a while, he tried to stop taking them flat back. He kept putting his elbows down. Um, And then for whatever reason, when they put him on the stretcher, they put the thing upside down over his nose. Like it was like pointed to his eyes. I don't know what they were doing, but. I don't know, man. I I hate to see it on they've put so much time into MJF. That's the only thing where it's like if I'm AEW, I really built you, dude. Like at the end of the day, I put so much time, so much effort into you. I built you up, and now I'm just gonna like, hand you over to the WWE. And granted, I'm sure that's how Vince feels a lot about some of these guys going to AEW, but it just uh it just was unfortunate i was really glad that he showed up though at least because i felt like if he didn't even show up the way how much they built that show that just would have just been such a rotten ending to his AEW um i guess career or whatever you want to say but i will say like i don't know if he ever wrestles for AEW again like he's supposed to meet with Tony Khan and it wouldn't surprise me if Tony just came out with a tweet and was like, I'm gonna go ahead and let MJF go. He wants to. He doesn't. No longer wants to be here, and we're gonna go ahead and give him his wish. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who? I mean, another thing that I thought about with all this is, you know, because I have to imagine that him and Wardlow in real life are at least somewhat friends, considering like how much right. time they've spent and like how much that he's helped you know Wardlow's whole push and you know that was the thing too that I was considering is like man how dick would that be if like he took that moment from Wardlow after a three-year build but on the flip side you're not gonna have any more leverage than you do that night if you're MJF to try to make something happen like I mean you're the one holding up the payoff to a three-year-long feud like this is the match that people have been waiting for since the day you that uh more low aligned with it so it's like yeah you know so if you're mjf and you want that for leverage you know to try to get your way that probably would be the time that you would be threatening to no show because that's like really the only leverage you're gonna really have because now oh, no, even-
0: you totally spin that though and just say like he was such a coward he quit the company it's true and you could just bury him that way and just be like he refused to face Wardlow to the fact that he left to went to go over the WWE. You know what I mean? Like, they could that they could at least wild. do that. You know?
1: Yeah, that have <laughs> been wild if that wound up happening. But now, see the thing, th- this is going to start backfiring on on Max because he's he like he's going to get devalued. He's already been somewhat devalued based on the the Wardlow match. Like, yeah. you know, I think we all expected Wardlow to win but that yep. was, he didn't get anything off on him. Like that was just mm-hmm. a complete squash match. And, you know, now Tony's gotten him back and, and had MJF do that. And now, you know, that, and that might be part of the problem going forward too is, you know, if MJF won't extend, but he's legally obligated to show up to the shows, he doesn't want to like breach his contract and like go through that whole process, legally and stuff and freeze out and and all that stuff that that comes with not just just going home and not not showing up when you're under contract they they i mean it's petty but it's been done since the beginning of time in wrestling like you'll probably never see mjf win again on tv like this is gonna be (laughs) like they're gonna make him as devalued as possible before he goes in a free agency you know so. I just,
0: I don't, I just don't think Tony's going to do that. I really don't. I, I, I just think Tony, as a wrestling fan, I think he doesn't like it. it just, I'm just being in general. So, like, oh, sure. I can see maybe a couple of months or something, and then they let him go. But I don't see them just like making him a bum all the way for 18 months. You know what I mean? So, I, it'll, it'll be interesting though. I, I have no idea. Who knows the type of like words they've had back and forth with each other but i think this one's really important for tony Khan as a boss this one's really where the boys are watching and wanting to know how you handle this situation because if you get run over then it's it's open season on a lot of people he really has to stand his ground on this thing so it it is going to be interesting but You know, losing MJF is absolutely a loss, no doubt about it. But I also think AEW is loaded. And I also think they're at a point, too, where MJF is such a heel that it's hard for them to have other heels because you will never be that, right? And so if he was gone... I think it opens the door up for more heels. And it's not like this measuring stick that you have to be the MJF type heel. You know what I mean? So, it it will be interesting. But at the end of the day, like, if he wants to go, I mean, I let him go. I'm I'm not here to beg the guy to stick around. And I think that he's in for a rude awakening in the WWE. I absolutely think that he'll be treated as a big star coming in. I absolutely think that he'll definitely get a push and all that stuff. But I just don't think longevity, he's going to get all that he wants. But could to be could be totally wrong. They might look at him as their new million-dollar man and push him to the moon. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also possible that they just, you know, based on his size and his mic skills, they might just make him a manager. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, who knows what, I mean, and by the way, it was awesome to see Soakley Hathaway pop up. And that was awesome because that was another one of those guys who like, WWE had no idea what to do. He seemed like a complete slam dunk. Like they don't have really that many managers, especially like male managers. And it's like this guy, it it was a can't miss scenario, him going there and just put him with anybody and people are going to get over. And you would think the same thing with MJF. Like, Prodigy, early twenties, incredible on in the ring, incredible on in the mic. One of the only real heels. um I, I, me and you disagree when it comes to MJF. When it when it comes to like the the kayfabe aspect, because like I actually do appreciate that he just stays a dick to everyone. And I get, yeah. I understand your point of view, and I understand people in the chat that are like people paid money, like it's screwed up for him not to show up. Like I understand that. I'm just saying like he's the only wrestler that. Pulls these kind of things. So I kind of appreciate him for it, but yeah. but at the same time, like, you would think all those things considered, and also having Cody in his corner, because you know Cody is going to be lobbying for him in the WWE being like, they like, you should do this or that with this, like, because Cody's obviously had, he has poll big time in the WWE right now. So, like, but, once again, Vince could see it, and he can sour on it. He thought Adam Cole should have been a manager, you know? He thought Serena Deeb should have been a coach, you know? Like, there's yeah. There's, you know, so who knows what happens to an MJF? He might wind up being the biggest wrestler in the world, the biggest heel ever, the next Rowdy Roddy Piper in the WWE or whatever. But, like, he also might wind up being a manager on NXT 2.0, you know?
0: Yeah. And and I just feel like there's got to be people backstage like a Jericho. You don't think Jericho wants to talk to him after putting him over and going through that long feud and just being like, man – like, we need to talk. It is not what you think it is over there. Or it is not going to be the same, you know? Like, I, I don't know. But I, I kind of dig it, too. Like, I love the mystery of it. I love these the idea of guys going back and forth and, and all that stuff. It just makes things more fun. Like, everything is just completely unpredictable. But, man... If you go back and you actually watch, like some of the storylines and all the stuff that MJF has been involved in, right, yeah. from the Jericho feud to the blood and guts to CM Punk to to like having the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle and and feuding with Moxley and like acting like he was running for president, and I mean like him he and made it, right. Academy. Him and Darby, him and yeah. Sammy Guevara, like, yeah. the, the pillars, all so, that stuff, right? Stuff. WWE is not making that stuff. They're not coming oh, no. up with that stuff. He <laughs> is going to be a very generic heel, and he will face a baby face. And, like, I think it'll be him and Austin Theory fighting for Vince's heart, like, or him in Theory. Like, I think that's basically what it'll be, and – Listen, Theory has the better body. Theory has more size. He's probably going to lose out. Like it, It's just the way that Vince looks at things. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm disappointed about the whole thing because I really do like MJF. I think he's a huge talent. I think he adds a lot to the show. But I'm also really not about like guys being in that locker room that want to go to the WWE. If you want to go to the WWE, then you should go to the WWE. So it's kind of where I'm at.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I know uh, Alexander Fitzgerald has an MJF related super chat. We'll get to your other super chats soon, by the way, y'all. And we are giving away a restaurant entry to someone who super chats tonight. So keep that in mind when we get to, we're going to get to the hell in a cell predictions eventually on the show. So
0: Thanks Alex for the super chat, man. I appreciate it. Um, do you think that MJF Warlow match was supposed to be a squash match? I feel like it was a last-minute decision to book it as a squash match since MJF showed up late to the pay-per-view. Um I'll I mean, say I, I think
1: that's very, 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 very possible. That is that, yeah, that's no, exactly what happened. Yeah.
0: I think it's possible. But I also think the story merits a squash match, so that's where it, I'm only it, on the fence.
1: I think it merits Wardlow definitively winning, but I don't think he was going to initially just just po- spam power bombs, and MJF wasn't going to get anything in. Like I felt like they were going to have like an actual match with Wardlow eventually power bombing bombing him a whole bunch of times.
0: But right, I,
1: yeah, I, I'm with Alexander. Like I, I think that uh, I think it's very likely that. That and that's also why I think they opened the show too, because it was like get yep. him in, get him out, have him yep. get destroyed, have, bring him out on a stretcher, so people know why he's not on TV going forward, and we'll go from here.
0: He also left supposedly right after the match, so he showed up late and he left right after, so he's definitely not happy. I I'll I'll, I'll definitely believe that. So, um, but yeah, it, but it, and maybe that's the thing too, is like what if it's just the fact that he just didn't like the booking? What if Tony just flat out told him, I think this should be a squash match. And he's like, that's bull crap. I'm not doing a squash match. And then that was where he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna get on a plane head home. If that's what you think. Like there just could be so many different ways they go. And what's interesting to me is, is Tony doesn't really book like that. And so it's, that's another reason why it it seems off because Usually when you get a pay-per-view match, Tony will go out and give you a all-out all, all out type match. Um, so so I don't know, unless you're, like, facing a Jake Cargill or something. But who sure. knows what – and that's another thing, too, is, like, what what are the plans for Wardlow? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I don't know now because it's, like, the whole point was him to get his freedom – but it's like, are we supposed to like get him in title contention? Is he just gonna find somebody else to feud with? I like, it'll be interesting. That's one thing too that I love about AEW is we really don't know a lot about what's gonna happen tomorrow night. We really don't know where feuds are going. And we're gonna tune in just to kind of see what the future's looking like. And we and and that's that's an exciting aspect of it because normally, like, I just don't care when it comes to the other company it's like eh, whatever you know and then usually it's just rematches anyway so you'll be curious to see what happens but let's go through the more matches because we basically spent 40 minutes talking about mjf
1: um yeah we can i mean some of these don't have to get like super detailed into like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like you know we got week. did we have we had some other super chats you want to hit those real quick before we uh, yeah let's do, that. do the
0: review okay Bears Bound uh, 0809, which is Brandon. Good guy. Hey guys, curious if you ever go to wrestling shows by yourself or do you guys always bring someone along? Um, good question, Brandon. Uh, I usually always bring someone along. I've gone to probably two wrestling shows by myself, um, but I try to have someone come, come along. And uh, what's funny is the shows that I have gone by myself. I end up, like, making a friend next to me or someone around me. Like, you know, it's like, oh, who you got? Who you like? Oh, no. And you just hope to God they don't say something ridiculous, and then you're stuck sitting next to an idiot. But that's happened, too. But uh, I ended up sitting to WrestleMania. Um, WrestleMania.
1: Some of my, my toys fell on the side, if you heard that. It's okay. So, yeah. It's okay.
0: No big deal. Um, I ended up sitting by myself for WrestleMania, this, this current one. I sat in this. Talk to the people next to me, um, cause I cause I got late tickets. Bill got tickets early, so I couldn't go with him. And then uh, I went to a Ring of Honor show by myself one time in San Antonio. Almost got in a fight with a guy because he was completely wasted, and all he did the whole entire time was just say,
1: "This is boring. This is boring. This
0: is boring." Like literally. And you're in an ROH show, like it's not boring. And I at I I listened to him for like two hours and I completely snapped and I was ready to fight all of his friends and everybody. And, but yeah, anyways, so I had that one and then I went to NXT um, versus the world at the Toyota Center where it was like uh, the Undisputed Era versus uh, uh, Walters Group and uh, Johnny Gorgado and Tommaso Ciampa versus Mustache Mountain. And that was pretty cool. And I went by myself for that one too. So yeah definitely go by myself sometimes
1: yeah yeah i'm in the same boat um if i can go with other people that's preferable but um like for instance i'll be going to uh the next battle slam show battle slam fight for new york or not that was the video game fight for new york this will be fight for atl because this is in atlanta but um but i'll be going to that by myself but the main reason for that is because like i like i get a media thing for that so like i kind of unless someone wants to go and pay, but like, I wouldn't, you know, it's like, it's kind of weird to like bring a friend and be like, yeah, you got to buy a ticket. I'm just going to go over here. You know, it's like, it's, you know, so I usually don't do that if I'm like covering something, but that's kind of what happens with me too. Usually is if I go to a show by myself, I usually like, when it comes to like a WWE or an NXT show, I've done that before. Um, at Like WrestleMania weekend, like last minute being like, all right, I'm going to go to this, like, you know, and just, wind up sitting next to somebody random and usually want to make friends with that person, which usually works out pretty well. And then some of the shows that I used to go to by myself in Nashville, I went so often that I started becoming friends with people that like, yeah. it just became more like, I didn't have to hit them up. Like I just knew they were going to be at the next up show. So like, I just show yep. up by myself, but knew I'd have like a whole group of people to hang out with. So, um so yeah, I've done, I've done both. I've, I've gone to shows solo, but like, preferably I like i prefer to go with someone else who's also someone has an idea of what what it is like i don't like to go with someone who doesn't like wrestling that i'm like i'm having no. to like, explain everything like i just if it's someone who's like has some grasp of what pro wrestling is they'll usually have a good time
0: so i won't go with somebody that's not a fan to be honest with you i've, I've done it with my wife but like that's a little bit different because i'm somewhat comfortable with her no matter what but just if it's just like a friend that doesn't know wrestling, like no way, I'm not do. I'll just go by myself. Yeah. Because then on top of that too, you got to keep wondering like, are they even having a good time? And it just takes you out of it. It's just not, nah, not into yeah. it. But hey guys, we got thirty six people in here, so if you could please smash that like button to help us out, I'd definitely appreciate it. Um, Dirty with the super chat, thank you so much, man. Uh, how long do you think Punk should be champion for, and who should beat him? Man. We're going to get more into CM Punk, but just to answer your question, I personally don't want a really long reign. I, would, I wouldn't I would mind about the same length as the Adam Hangman page. Six months, year max. Um, and who should beat him? Man, I don't know. If they want to give Kenny Omega the title again, I wouldn't mind that one. I know a lot of people have said like Darby Allen would be cool because then it's like a full circle type thing. Um, I wouldn't mind Brian Danielson getting the title also. Uh, it's going to be interesting too because AEW's never had a repeated champion. So it's kind of like when does that start? When does right. it not just like new box, new box, new box? Um, so yeah, I'd be like one of those guys, I guess um how how you feeling
1: well i mean it would have been mjf but now like i yeah i don't know now um <laughs> yeah i i i really like i mean i like all these ideas i i don't think that samoa joe will beat him for the title but i think they will have a title match like yes it's like right in front of them they got to do that um Looking for it and i think you know I, I these are all great options but honestly the one that that came to mind first for me outside of mjf was darby um I'd like to see like an AEW homegrown beat CM Punk for it. Not like someone who's established or even hangman winning it back. Maybe if they're going to have like the right person beat hangman the next time or something, I don't know. Um But yeah, I, I, I probably, if if MJF's not going to be around and he's, it's not going to be him, you know, and I, and I'll say this too about Wardlow. Like I saw people talking crazy on Twitter when like MJF, People thought he was going to no-show, and they were like, put Wardlow in the title match and have him win. And I'm like, yeah, no,
0: I don't, I don't really understand this fascin- fascination with Wardlow. Like, listen, like I think that he has a lot of potential. He's awesome, all that but he's also kind of like not an AEW type wrestler. And I'm not really about having Wardlow be champion and be in a bunch of squash matches. Like if he's going to be there, like I need him to be like a Brock Lesnar big man back in like 2002 where he's delivering like bangers. That That's my biggest concern with him. And I just feel like like... I feel like people are kind of programmed to this, him being Batista. Like he turns on Triple H and then he goes and he gets the title and then it's like off to the races. And I really am not trying to see that right now. I think there's way more talented guys out there that, uh, that he could possibly feud with and, and get more uh, experience under his belt.
1: Yeah, I mean, so much of the, the Wardlow-MJF turn was Batista style. And, and that was by design because I think so many people were thinking it that, like, Tony Khan was like, we'll just do it. Like, this would – like, he, he even did the big turn when he – like, they were doing the contract signing and then he powerbombed Smart Mark through the table just yep. like Batista powerbombed Triple through the yep. table. I mean, it was like – it was very, very similar. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, I – I think there's a lot of potential for Wardlow. More, he's very over, and I, you know, he. But I just, we, there's no way of knowing until it starts happening. But I just don't know how he looks yet, still in like a, in like a 15 minute, like back and forth match yes. with like a Danielson or an Omega or or Adam Cole or something like and that.
0: And you know? is he really over without MJF? Like right. people are cheering for him because they want him to rip MJF apart. Are they going to cheer for him? If you know he's facing somebody else, like I think, like if he was facing like a Sammy Guevara or something, I still think he would get huge reaction. People would be all for it and all, all that stuff. But I, I don't know if he would get that same reaction versus like an Eddie Kingston, right, There's something like that. So it, like booty, I get
1: booting Eddie because people love that's Eddie what so I'm much. saying. Yeah. that's what yeah. I'm saying.
0: So like, I just I don't know where he kind of fits and And I've always kind of felt that way um, but I think he's definitely talented and i and I think that he i just think we need to see more before we really pull the trigger on that,
1: yeah, we've seen glimpses of it. we've seen you know, I thought his debut match against Cody in the cage like he really held his own for a debut match, and like i I know he'd wrestle on the Indies a little bit, but like you know in a e w and everything so like yeah i uh so I guess to answer the super yeah, chat, I would, though, I would I, love that. Warlord Hobbs. Hobbs would be great. Yeah, yeah. I yes. like that idea a lot. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll like, just answer the super chat. I'll, I'll say Darby. And I also, well, this is a good transition because we're talking about the card anyways. I loved that Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen match. Like, that was a great pay-per-view match, I thought, on a card that was, like, ultra stacked that stood out as, like, I really, really enjoyed that, and I love that they've committed to Kyle Riley, the singles guy. Like that's huge because part of it is you know they're playing on the the injuries that Darby has and stuff. But for for Kyle to get a clean win over Darby in the pay per view, I think is that's that's huge for Kyle. I really hope that they keep his singles push going.
0: He's had a hell of a run these last three weeks. Like yep. uh, he had the um, Phoenix match, then Samoa Joe, then Darby Allen. And I think the crowd was shocked. I think they didn't expect that at all. They couldn't believe that he won. But, like, he didn't just win. He beat his ass. Like, old school Kyle O'Reilly, ROH, Red Dragon, I'm going to kick your freaking head off. And he, he tore Darby up. Right off the bat, he busts his mouth open. He yeah, Chokes him with his freaking he, he, he necklace. Blocked, he
1: blocked the double leg with the knee to the face. <laughs> it was just yeah, right off the
0: bat, like yeah. he chokes him with he he busts him open. He chokes him with his necklace. I mean, he was just brutal with him. Beat the crap out of him. And I would love to see that type of Kyle O'Reilly uh, in AEW. You can tell that Tony is a big Kyle O'Reilly fan so i i love that about it when
1: well, we've talked about that before too how like kyle signed for another like five years so like clearly five years so clearly tony has long-term plans for kyle which i love knowing that like i'm such a big I, fan. Of kyle. i
0: love I, it kyle's cool. awesome and i know that he's not the most exciting charismatic guy when it comes to that type of stuff but dude bell for bell that guy will, will give you a banger
1: when a so. company like aew like that's really like He's Good to go, like if he can just keep the look because um, him and Omega
0: in like a main event would be so sick. Yes, like I mean, I would, know? I would personally, I would love to see him get a run with the TNT title. I would, I love think that. he would kill it.
1: Yeah, him and Danielson needs to happen soon again. Oh, I mean, like, sure. there's, there's so much, but no, I love that idea actually. I I think because I, you know, the Scorpio Sky, Sammy Guevara the whole American top team thing. We might, we might as well just like get into that since I was going to bring it up anyway. That no, like nobody knows who to cheer for. Cause nobody likes like anybody involved in this. Yeah, it's so rough. crazy. It's rough. They need to get that title off of Scorpio sky immediately. I feel like. And, and they yeah, just give it a made him
0: the belt. They just yeah. made him this belt, which makes me feel like we're going for like a long Scorpio sky title reign. And I, I don't know. But anyways, let's go to, to the next match that we had. Well,
1: I'll just say for that match, they got to do something with Ethan Page because like he's getting lost in this mix, and like yes. he's way too talented to be like the background of all of this. And I'm also yeah. gonna say, if I'm Ethan Page, I am effing furious right now because you see everybody in their freaking. Dogs are getting AEW action figures and they still haven't put anything out for him. And, and he's, he's a huge action figure, figure, guy. figure yeah. guy. I feel if yeah, I, I it was him, I'd be pissed.
0: So, I need the all ego Ethan Page figure for yeah,
1: sure, dude. They're making like total jobbers that, like, are yes. you know, hardly ever on TV. Kip Sabian, he's, yeah. Oh, dude, I had to look at the Penelope Ford one for a minute before I realized it was her. I was like, who's this random girl they're putting in this? Both of them, yeah. There was so many. There was, like, Butcher anyway.
0: Butcher the Blade and all this other stuff, and like, I'm just like, yo, yeah, Ethan so Page.
1: If I'm Ethan, yeah. I, yeah, I would be okay hearing a story backstage about him, him bailing or no-showing. I mean, this, honestly, I
0: think would be really good. I think yeah, if Ethan did turn on Sky and they had, like, an actual feud going into a pay-per-view, I think it would be actually really good.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, next match, let's go with, um, I mean Hookhausen in, in, over at and yeah, in the pre-show. There's nothing really to talk garbage. about there.
0: Next, um,
1: Smart Mark wore his like major bendy, yeah, outfit. Um, okay, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks, which Ooh, I thought was cool. a really good match. But yeah, Jeff is what everyone kind of is talking about. He looked, he looked a little off. He ran around the crowd afterwards. It was a little weird. Um, the boot, you the
0: bo- like he, the boot, was completely loose. Like he 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 was losing footing. Um, I think he's really beat up. I don't think that he can. He's at his age. He can't have a match like that with Darby Allen, and then just like have another match with Adam Cole the next week, and then have another Hardy match, and do some house shows, and then have this twenty minute match with the Young Bucks, like. I think the Young Bucks carried that match 100%. Um, not really a big fan of them losing, but I get it. The Hardys, they're here for a limited time. They're legends, all that. It's fine, whatever. Uh, but I thought it was about as good as it could be based on the Hardys, where they're at in their careers, and the Bucks. I think the Bucks, you know, clearly the superior team, Uh But yeah, it was it was a good match. It was as good good for what it was. But it it definitely was more of what I was nervous about. I just I think the Hardys are way way past their prime more than people want to admit. This thing's about done in my opinion with them.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree that I like. I felt like the Young Bucks should have won. I think there was going to be a series of matches between these teams. Like I don't think this was it. But um, but yeah, I mean the Young Bucks. Matt and Jeff had to do their thing still to a degree, but like Jeff just yeah, the boot and like he just it, you know I saw he got pulled from dynamite, so I don't know, I don't yeah. know what's going They're on. They're saying with Jeff.
0: he has a concussion.
1: Mm, okay, that, that's possible. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I mean I still think the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world right now in, in any company. So, you know, they yeah. can really do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Um, Jade Cargo and Anna Jane, not a whole lot to talk about, but You know Anna Jay looked solid for what she needed to do, and Jade Cargill nailed everything she needed to.
0: And I mean this was good for what it was. Yeah, I mean typical Jade match. This thing was thrown together, but they didn't just squash Anna Jay like she did have her moments, and the baddies had to help out Jade Cargill to help her win. So it wasn't just like Anna Jay couldn't do anything in there. And then we did get Athena. We did get Stokely Hathaway afterwards. Um, I'm very curious to see where Smart Mark Sterling and Stokely Hathaway fit in. Is she firing Smart Mark Sterling? Are they both going to be competing for Jade? Which could be very entertaining, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope they kind of go that route to where, like, they're both over the top and they're both trying to to compete for Jade's uh uh loyalty or whatever so i I think that would be interesting good tv um and athena i mean I, i think that she really wants this she you know if you listen to her chris van fleet interview she didn't get a lot of opportunity where she really deserved and they're gonna give her a shot and uh you know right now she's warrior wrestling uh female champion she's had some pretty good matches on the indies lately so i i think that she'll definitely help the uh women's roster
1: yeah, for sure. I agree with all that. And, and you know, I thought it was pretty badass that Jade got the Cody Vader for the entrance. So, um, you know, they are. I know Cody said that when he left the company that he wanted them to give that to Jade. So it's cool that she did get the Cody Vader. And, um,
0: and also, yeah, real quick, did you watch
1: Rampage? What about Rampage? I can't remember. Statlander and Soho. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Soho got booed out of the building. That's
0: what I'm saying. And yeah. so, like, it it seems like the crowd is really starting to get behind Statlander. And I'm curious to where that is going as well, because it really feels like Statlander and Jade for the yeah. TBS title should be the one. And they're both size-wise, at least height-wise, they're both around the same height. I think that they could have a really good match. I think that should probably be the next one going.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that I, I think it's very possible that Athena could beat Jade for the title. But I would prefer if Statlander beat Jade for the title.
0: I agree. Beca-
1: because then you're sending that message of like, they're sticking with their homegrowns, at least sometimes. Like you, like, I would
0: personally rather have Athena feud Thunder Rosa. If, if you were going to do it.
1: That's a good, yeah. I, I I mean, personally, I think that's that would be the best route because you can put her right in the main event. And even if she doesn't beat Thunder Rosa for the belt, it's like she, I mean, it's the world title. And like if Athena, if Athena beats pretty much everyone else, she's still going to be main event level up there on the card, which is where she should be. Like, I'm really excited to see her in AEW because I think she's going to bring a lot to the table and help out a lot in that division. But like, I, I personally would like to see Satlander be the one to eventually beat jade i think she's the best option of everyone AEW has to, to be the
0: next tbs champion yeah i agree with that
1: uh we got house of black over death triangle and another just a really really good match uh yeah
0: uh, badass
1: what's your uh julia hart finally finally
0: turned um so So that that right like a lot of people were upset because when the lights go out the expectation is high right like I heard there were people in the theater because there were people some people I know went to the theater and they were all like Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt Uh... it's like man no like and this is the thing like I understand that it might have fell a little flat but if you pay attention to the story that has been told, this has yeah. been all along that the final nail in the house of black, like for the turn, is for her to turn and join the group. And so what better way than for her to cost pack? And I and I love the way that it was down to like Malachi Black and all three of them, and he ended up finding a way to win, like I I love this match. I thought it was awesome. I'm a big fan of Buddy Matthews. I think he's badass. I think this group is badass. If there is a trios title, I think the House of Black should definitely be in the in the very front running for that thing. Um, I I love that group. Also like um, Death Triangle. I think they're awesome. So. I knew this match would be good, and it definitely delivered. I thought it was great. I love – I honestly like all six of the guys. Probably my least favorite is Brody, but, like, it's not that I don't like him. It's just I like all the others more. But I still think it's a badass group.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the whole thing was was really good, and I thought it was pretty obvious that that um, Julia Hart was going to – like, this was the moment for her to turn. They've been building that for, like, I feel like at least, like, half a year. Like, it's been yeah. a long time since they, since she got that miss, you know, in her eyes and all that. So, like, um, they paid off long-term story, and now the House of Black yep. is complete, or at least for now, they could always add more members. Um, I said it during, I think, the previews, preview show for for us. I think it'd be cool if, like, Death Triangle and House of Black were just, like, a super group, like, together. Like, you know, that they would just, that would be, like, a pretty, because they all kind of are similar in a lot of ways. Like, the kind of the dark, yeah. you know, like. So but yeah, I, I thought would that- be
0: interesting because like I could feel like either one could join either group, right? right? Like a House of Black member could join Death Triangle and Death Triangle could join House of Black. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be surprised if Pac joined House of Black just because as many misses he's taken to the face. And that seems to be like the way to turn someone. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's next for Pac.
1: That's a good call. That's a that's a really good call um we got Adam Cole over Samoa Joe in uh to win the Owen Hart tournament for the men what do you think about this one I thought this was a pretty decent match but I I don't think it was as good as like a lot of the stuff on the show
0: yeah I thought it was good but it wasn't like a home run that I thought it could be especially after seeing that Samoa Joe Kyle O'Reilly match I thought that we would get much more competitive sounds like Adam Cole's pretty beat up he's been having that tape on his shoulder for a while that we've been seeing and they did pull him for dynamite. So it doesn't sound like he's in the best of health. So, um, that also might've had to do limited. with Jeff
1: Hardy though, possibly, you know what I mean? Like it might've been because yeah. they're pulling Jeff. They're like, all right, we'll just give Cole the night off.
0: You know, like maybe, maybe I, I'm not sure, but it definitely wasn't the typical Adam Cole pay-per-view type match. I was really good with him winning though. And I, I loved his pink tights for Owen. I thought that was dope. Cool. Little, yep. uh, pay-per-view nod. Um, so yeah, I was fine with it. I was happy with the winner. Let's just say that I was disappointed in the match, but I was happy with the winner. But I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't so disappointed that I thought the match sucked. It just wasn't this pay per view showdown that it should have been.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I I feel the same exact way you do. I think most of the fan base feels that way. Um, is it? I I think that that was also kind of a product of just like a pay per view that was just. So long in so many matches That like yes if this was the main event Of a dynamite and you gave it like 20 Minutes it's probably You know way better you know so like Um it just is what it is But um also you know Britt Baker beat Ruby Soho to win the Women's tournament for the Owen Um I you know I thought it was like It was I didn't Pick I I went with Samoa Joe and Ruby Soho In my predictions because I felt like it was A little too obvious to do the Cole and Britt Baker thing but a lot of the time doing the obvious thing just is just the right thing to do. And honestly, it probably if you're not going to have Adam Cole in the world title mix right now, after losing some opportunities and Britt Baker recently being the champion, you don't want to put her right back in there and stuff. This is probably the best option for the two of them being kind of like the king and queen reigning, you know, together. And, you know, there's, they they could, there's something for them to do that matters on the show without them having to be in the world title mix. So I think it's probably pretty smart that they went this route.
0: Yeah, so when Adam Cole won, did you think Britt was going to win after that, or were you still on thinking Ruby was going to win?
1: I was. I went to like ninety percent thinking Britt was going to win right when Adam Cole did, and then. But I should I should say this. I went to like ninety percent based on that, and also based on the reaction that Ruby that Ruby got when she beat Satlander. Because I don't think that that yep. necessarily changed anything. I think AEW is usually pretty good to like sticking to the plan, but. It definitely couldn't have helped that you know, because not only did she get booed during the match, she did that post-fight interview uh, on the on the microphone to cut that promo, and yeah. she was getting booed then with Britt on the ramp. And it's like, yep, you can't like she, they're going to reject her winning. So like, you can't yep. you can't really go with that, especially for this tournament and the Adam Cole thing. In her link with him is just like right there. Like you might as yep. well just do it. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm I mean, totally fine with
0: it. It was weird though, right? Cause the story was, is like Ruby keeps falling short. And like, it felt like the story of it would be Ruby winning, but <laughs> right. Brit won, um, which I'm totally cool with. I like Brit. I like Adam Cole. I think it looked great for the photos. You have, um, Martha Hart right there. You have Brit and Adam Cole. They both get these dope belts, by the way, the belts were sick, um, I love the tournament, the whole thing. I thought it was a huge hit. I, I'm totally fine with the winners. I I loved, I love. pretty much loved everything about this tournament. It was it was better than even what I could have expected. When they first announced it, it was kind of like, yeah. and then when they first had a couple of matches, I felt like, yeah, they should have bigger names than this. And then, man, it just started to explode. And they had some really great stuff in this tournament. So I'm all for seeing this every year.
1: Yeah, absolutely, especially because we're getting, like, Owen action figures and stuff like that, too. Like, they can really market the next year one, like, get us, like, a whole bunch more Owen merch and stuff like that. And also, I saw something about, like, Tony Khan saying that part of the reason this pay-per-view was so long was because he wanted to give, like, Martha, like, potentially up to, like, an hour to talk if she wanted to. And it's like, how long did you really think she was going to talk? Like, I know that this had to do with the NBA. Like, they were trying to stretch it out for that. I I get that. But, like, I thought it was kind of surreal. Like, I know that we've seen Martha do Dark Side of the Ring recently and stuff. But yeah. considering where she was at in the wrestling business, like, with her, her feelings of the wrestling business, like, especially in, like, the late 90s and early 2000s and stuff like that. You know, I know Owen was 1999, May 23rd, 1999, because I remember it happening the, uh, the the day right after my birthday, because I remember hearing it on the radio like i just remember like when i heard that he had died and and it was anyway like it's it's pretty cool that she like mentioned jericho and the thing about how you know he got her kind of on the good terms with aew and like started the ball on all this happening and stuff and it was just really cool to see her just you know kind of at peace to a degree with like wrestling and with owen and like and knowing that his legacy is in good hands now like like This like Owen Hart forever as long as AEW is around. Owen Hart will always be remembered, how the way that like Martha wants him to be remembered. So that's like that's huge.
0: So that's well, and it was it was just it was just nice to see how touched she was. Like when they started chanting her his name, she was just like, "Oh, okay," you know. And then like, "Thank you, Martha," and she just was like, you could tell she was kind of taken back by it. And I remember listening to her on Talk Is Jericho, and like. She was just like, oh, you know, like I've always kind of wanted to have some type of like a Owen t-shirt out there or something. and But it's just never really worked out. And Jericho is kind of like, I know a guy. And it's like to go from that to like a whole Owen tournament, Owen in the video game, Owen in figures, Owen having new music that's played that represents him, like... The 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 winner is winning the Owen like it, it's just uh, it's pretty wild and it's crazy because this company had nothing to do with Owen and it's like the love of pro wrestling though allows them to celebrate Owen and it comes across as natural so I thought that was really dope
1: yeah yeah absolutely and like the thing with the WWE and 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 Owen and Martha and stuff is all these years, like they legally were allowed to, like they have the rights I think to this very day to where like they could put out Owen Hart shirts and they could make Owen Hart action figures and and all that stuff, but they don't want the, you know, they probably don't want the legal hassle, but also there's the respect there to Martha, like to not do it because they know that she doesn't want them to. But it's one of those things where it's like, the ability has always been there for these things to be out there for all these years, but now Martha's actually, Okay with them with a company doing these things, which is like yeah, it's yeah, it's really cool. Um, we already talked American Top Team. Uh, real quick thoughts on Paige Van Zandt. I thought she looked better. She looked better than I expected her to in in the ring.
0: I thought that she would have looked like a million bucks if they didn't keep her in the ring that long. After a while, she got a little bit exposed towards the end. Like she kind of looked like she didn't know what to do because she had hit her moves, and it's kind of like okay, now what? But if they'd have just had her, like, in there for, like, two minutes, three minutes, hit her moves, and tag back out, I think that she would have looked great. She definitely shows potential, no doubt about it. Um, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Sammy and Ty. Like, it's just – it's becoming cringe, and it's just – it's not working with the crowd. Um, I did like the spot of the super kick, though. That was nice. I got a big reaction of the crowd. Uh, But – Yeah, I'm not – I'm just over this whole thing. I'm glad that they did this. But you know what worries me now? It seems like it's going to be Sammy and Kazarian now feuding. And I just – no. No, Kaz belongs with Christopher Daniels in a way that, like, it's over. Like, I feel bad for that guy. Like, he gets zero reaction when he comes out. It's not a boo. It's not a cheer. It's nothing, and then he gets up to the steel steps and he starts banging on it, and it's like completely quiet, and you're just like, bro, it's over, it's just over, you know what I mean? So, I I don't know where they're going with it, but we'll see.
1: Remember when he was signed to the WWE and they were putting him on like Velocity and like SmackDown? And then like he quit the company because they wanted him to cut his hair.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I and remember now, that. And now like
0: he was bald and yeah. He, had to lose his hair, so it didn't matter.
1: Yeah, anyway, I just want to throw that out there. That that's I remember that. I just remember that for whatever reason. Yeah. Um Adam Colandar we already talked about that I thought it was great. I love both real guys. quick.
0: Uh what did you think about uh, AEW signing Roosh?
1: Oh, I like it. I mean, I, I really like it, especially considering, like, how much of the fan base thinks that Andrade is being underused. It's like, okay, well, this is a good way to get him used, because there's
0: no way they're not going to do something with Andrade and Rouge to together. It's like, I mean, dude, like, get Bandito and Dragon Lee yep. and make them a four, group, four-way group, four group. Like, I think they, they would be badass.
1: I think they will. Like, I, I totally think that, like, that's exactly what they're going to do.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean... I know that I know that people don't like stables and all that stuff, but man, dude, powerhouse stables like that I'm all for, and I, I think that they would be badass, and they would be way better than that House of Hardy garbage.
1: Yeah, people in the chat are saying don't like AFL either. Yeah, it was funny because Andrade's promo, he was just like, "All oh, these people are losers. Like, what yeah. is this?
0: <laughs> yeah, are losers." it's a bunch of losers and then the moment i saw the like white arm and it was somewhat tall i was like dude that's roosh like i I already knew and it's funny because i was watching with a bunch of people that don't know who roosh is they know aew they do know aew but they don't know roh or any of that stuff and they're just like no reaction and me and bill are like roosh and uh and uh they were like is he good i'm like yes yes, he's good he's definitely good he's former ring of honor champion he's good
1: so. yes yeah yeah so i definitely i definitely like that for a lot of reasons because i think roosh is gonna it's gonna be interesting to see him in aew and also he could still work ring of honor considering tony owns that and uh mm-hmm. and it's gonna give andrade something more important to do on the show too whether it's as a tag team where they're both like singles guys but like helping each other out or like whatever it is this is uh this is a good sign for, for Andrade, I think, big time. To have Roosh there. It's yeah. um, something the fan base has wanted for a long time, too. Like, they, we, we've been saying this for, I feel like, a year or so. Like, when's Roosh going to show up? I and mean, this he's here now. So
0: um, He's coming off an injury. I mean, that's really oh, that's the right. reason. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, he was, was hurt. yeah, he had to get surgery and everything. So, he's been out for a while. So, uh, now, now it's his time to come back. That's right. But isn't, like, Dragon Lee his cousin or something like that i'm pretty sure they're, they're related brothers. they're brothers I think. brothers there you go yeah and then bandito uh like he just fits that group so well if they put them all four together like i would love yep. that That'd i think awesome.
1: of all of them i think like all those names and those are some big names who have like really drawn money especially like internationally and stuff but i think bandito is the most valuable of all those guys like like Bandi like I don't even like the 21plex like i I think it's kind of a stupid move but like (laughs) but he's so damn good and like once i saw him live at terminus last year that's when i was like oh like i was like i always thought he was really really impressive but then when i saw him live like how like that dude is shredded like oh yeah, like I, I was like, and he's bigger than I realized he was. Yeah. And then I also saw the way he was treating his fans. Like he was like yep. so appreciative of all the all of his fans, and he was like hugging everyone and signing everything. And it was like, yeah, okay, this guy, like this guy's a superstar for sure. See, I was at like, I was at
0: that GCW show where he faced Tony Deppin and i mean oh, that I was, batch
1: was incredible
0: i had front row and i mean yeah. he's huge and he was so pumped because you could tell like that was right when crowds were coming back and he hadn't been around the crowd forever and man he was fired up and the crowd loved him so yeah and i've i've met him before too um i think i think he's a great wrestler um i would love to see him in aew <laughs> Either he's going back to ROH or AEW, in my opinion. I don't, I don't really see him going anywhere else. And then, I mean, dude, could you imagine that group versus like Death Triangle? Like that would be sick. Or even the the House of Black versus that group. Man, yeah, undisputed
1: elite. amazing. Like, this is this yes. is why. Like, I mean, you know, we don't have to talk about all this, but like the trios titles and stuff. Like, I want there, there, there's room for it. There's absolutely room for, for sure. For it for um, sure. next match we've got and like we said a little earlier darby and kyle riley was i, I can't say it enough like i really thought that was a great match i really really yep. enjoyed that and i really like kyle win um thunder rosa over serenity i thought this was a really good match too like this was a, a really really good technical wrestling match and they didn't need any of the build for this. They could have marketed this whole thing as just the two best women in the world wrestling each other. Um, they didn't need any of the story that just didn't really click. But I mean, I think the match delivered. It was a really good match and Thunder Rosa won, which we were all expecting, but like given we expected the outcome, I don't think they could have really done much better to you know have a really good match.
0: Yeah, no, it was good. Definitely good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's next for Thunder Rosa, do you think? Do you think Athena like gets that high that fast in the on the cuz they're already teasing her kind of being in like the Jade
0: I would like either Tony Storm um uh Hater or um uh who else? Yeah, maybe like Athena or Statlander or something cuz somebody's not going to face um, Jade. So the the person that doesn't face could possibly be in the women's title mix. I don't know if they do like a number one contender match. I don't know who's ranked the highest. I really don't want it to be Brit, right? Anything but Brit. But, um, but I would be cool with either one of those. And maybe Ruby. I think Ruby's going to turn heel. I think Ruby is at the point to where she's going to turn heel. So Ruby and Thunder actually does make sense if they wanted to do that.
1: Yeah. I can see that too i can see her turning heel and also her being a title challenger but i also don't see her beating thunder rosa so like she's gonna, not either like how many chances is she gonna get before like someone else gets a chance but then again like i if the story is good i'm i'm fine with her her being in i moment.
0: mean personally where you're where where are you at with ruby soho have you been impressed since she's debuted do you think she's overrated where where are you at with her
1: i uh, people there's a lot of people that aren't gonna like hearing this but yeah i, I do think she's a bit overrated personally Me too. Me too. um too. i think she's I, I think she's better than average but i think it isn't like she's she's like way better all around than like an anna J or a ty conti who's like newer and learning
0: yeah
1: um jade's jade's a different beast like completely because like jade is going to be like the star of the whole thing like she's gonna be like the biggest star in wrestling eventually so she's an outlier um but there's like the Ty Conti Anna J type level and then there's like the Ruby Soho type level but then I think there's still a pretty big jump before you're like Serena Deep Thunderosa um, I put Britt Baker there with them too. I don't think Britt's quite as good in the ring as thunder indeed, but how yeah. over she is keeps her in that category. Um, so yeah, I just, I just don't see Ruby in, uh, yeah. And Ace a. A. King saying Ali her, her match with Allie catch was awful. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't very good. And and that's saying, because Allie catch puts on bangers against people of all genders every weekend, multiple times a weekend. And like, yeah, I didn't think yeah. the Ruby solo match was very good. Um, so yeah, I that's I'm not saying to here and just like crap all over Ruby Soho. It's not like she's terrible or not that it, she definitely deserves to be on the show, but I don't see her in the same league as like a Thunder Roaster or Serena Deeb.
0: Well, I kind of feel like they did her a misservice because it was like you got Adam Cole and and, and Brian Danielson, and we got Ruby Soho, and they kind of acted like this was like the same type of like in the same league, yeah. and it never was like ever, and then she debuts and she goes straight for the title with Brit and she loses. And then it's kind of like, okay, what do you do with her now? And I mean, look, at the end of the day, I've been to like fan fest and stuff and like Ruby Soho's line is not very long. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like there's a lot of people that aren't on the Ruby train. Um, So yeah, I personally, I really like, if if you wanted to like put like three prospects that I think have a really good chance of being like an AEW female champion, it would be um, Tony Storm, Athena, and Jamie Hader. Those like a future those yeah. those ones I like. I also Statlander's Statlander. definitely shown some. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't I don't I'm not a huge fan of Red Velvet, and uh, I don't I don't really know. Uh, a lot of the other ones, nothing's really jumping out at me, but those three, I, I I see a lot of promise in.
1: Like Statlander's newer and she doesn't have as much experience, but like I'll take Statlander over Ruby any day of the week. Like hundred percent easy. 100%. Um, and
0: I and I think the crowd let Tony know that in Vegas at Rampage.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um. The next match, the uh, what was it Arena Anarchy? What did they call this thing? Um.
0: Anarchy. Yeah, Anarchy in the Arena. Yeah yeah
1: so the jericho appreciation society of jericho garcia hager parker and magic matt defeated danielson moxley kingston santana and ortiz um i mean i mean this is pretty great for like what it was i thought the the, the, them playing a wild thing over and over i thought was pretty funny if they would have done that for the full like 20 minutes that would have been pretty hilarious but uh
0: I I love this match. I thought it was yeah. awesome. I thought it was awesome. I feel really bad for the people in the truck trying to keep up with it because yeah. you know they're like camera five, camera five to seven to seven to six, six to twelve, twelve, six, five, four, and three, and then back to five and seven and eight oh, yeah. and four. And like they've had to just been losing their mind. But um I really liked I liked listening to Jericho at the post. A presser because he really kind of laid out how this was all set up and they set up this thing like three months ago and the way that they did it and it's like this is the difference right because yes we love tony khan and his booking and all but i feel like a lot of these guys are booking their own stuff and tony's just like yeah i love it it's great or maybe tweak it here or there But like the reason it comes across so well is because this is their creation and they're allowed to deliver their creation. And like the fact that like I love the fact that like Moxley's music is playing and then Jericho goes to the sound system and unplugs it. So he takes it away from the fans like that's beautiful. And then I absolutely loved how they kind of finished out the match because one I was bothered because Eddie Kingston cut that crazy promo in the buy-in that they showed, and it was like, okay, so you're like, don't make me do this to you, Chris. I didn't want to be this guy. I have to drink to to hide the pain, all this other stuff. But then you go and you fe- like fight Daniel Garcia this entire time. Like, wouldn't you want to be ripping Chris Jericho's head off? But then he shows up bloody and like just a daze where he's out of his mind with the gasoline can. And that is when he pours it on top of Jericho and Brian Danielson. And what was so genius about that is they had teased the beef of him and Brian Danielson before they even got there. And so Brian Danielson's like, whoa, you're going to try to set me on fire too. And then that starts them fighting. And I love that, that detail of the storytelling that's in that. And people are just like, it's
1: a hardcore match. No,
0: these, they're telling a story, man. And then on top of that, let's be honest, the Jericho Appreciation Society has been a little flat. Nobody's really been getting too behind it. But when you have a match like that, and when you win, that group now is far more established. And all of a sudden now you care way more about them and uh, I, I loved this match. I thought it was awesome. Way better than I expected, honestly.
1: You think they go with Danielson and Kingston in like a feud and one-on-one match for like the next pay-per-view? Because I think Danielson and Kingston would be uh, pretty awesome. I mean, the fans would be going pretty nuts for that.
0: I mean, maybe, but they did do that. I don't know if you remember, but they did do that for the uh, qualifier in that tournament um, when it came down to Brian Danielson and Miro. At the right. View.
1: That was the one where Archer got hurt during the tournament, right? Where he like, yeah, the, I think so. It yeah, yeah, the moonsault yeah. on
0: his head. Yeah, yeah. And they did do that, remember, because that's when Daniel Bryan called him or Brian Danielson called him lazy and, yep. and set him that's all right. off. Absolutely. So, I don't know if yeah. they go all the way to the pay-per-view with it. I'm very curious about just the group in general. When do they get singles matches? When are they separated? I mean, we see that Moxley's facing Daniel Garcia tomorrow at on Dynamite. So, that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how they handle it. Do, could it happen? Yeah, for sure. And where does Jericho Appreciation Society go from here? I mean, I don't feel like Eddie and Jericho are – possibly done either i mean he tried to set him on fire you know what i mean so yeah um it's interesting but it's very enjoyable and it's very good it's crazy that jericho is still contributing at such a high level at this stage of the game and just when you think he's boring and like oh god cringe he knows it and he reinvents himself and you got to give him so much credit for that
1: yeah he's been doing it for over 30 years and like yeah. so many times has he been at that crossroads of like, he's always just in front of it getting too lame before he changes. Like yep. he gets right to that brink of being like, all right, if I do this just a little bit longer, I'm going to be lame. But he, he makes that change right before it gets to that point, which I think is, yeah, he, he just has a knack for being able to, to just keep reinventing himself. I mean, people know how I feel about Chris Jericho. I think he's the best of all time. And, and a lot of the reason is because of that, like, He's still at his age right now doing matches like we're
0: talking about.
1: Like that's yep, it's unreal.
0: Um and he's not done either. No, and he's in the best shape and of his now, life right now. And now that he's in great shape, expect more to come, you know what I mean? So it's wild.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, this this was this was this was great. This uh this Anarchy in the Arena match. Um we got the Jurassic Express retaining the tag titles over swerve and keith lee as well as powerhouse hobbs and ricky starks i was one of the few people that had jurassic express winning this one um yeah. and i was right in my, my main you know line of thinking was that i just think they're going to lose to a more established team but i thought this was a really damn good match
0: yeah no it was awesome it was it was as advertised um yeah it was it was great and uh you know jurassic express give them their props. They've, they've had some really great matches. I mean, just a really like, even talk about like an AEW in a homegrown type of talent team. Like they've had some really great stuff from their feud with the bucks from like their feud, with the lucha bros to this now and jungle boys singles run. And like, I mean, they, they've had some really good stuff. So yeah, definitely props to them, but FTR's got to get those belts, man. There's got to be a way FTR finds a way to get those belts. I think that that makes the next logical step.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think FTR is probably the right the right people to take the belts off them, especially with them having the belts and they still have the AAA titles too, right? And the Ring of Honor. Um. So yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're probably the best. I mean, once again, I think The Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world. But for like the sake of what the FTR is doing right now. And also I wouldn't argue against FTR someone said they're the best like okay cool like I I'm not going to argue that I, I think I think, I think really the, the young bucks are
0: the best but I think this is FTR's year.
1: Yeah, that, that's what it's I'm, I'm with you, yeah. Um and then like, you know, with this whole Jurassic Express thing I don't know if it was me and you talking about it, but I think it makes sense with Christian being involved with Jurassic Express right now only if like if they're heading towards Jurassic Express versus the Hardys, which I think is possible with the Hardys beating the Young Bucks, they're yeah, gonna want I'm Christian. About that too. But they're gonna but that makes sense though to have Christian against the Hardys. Like I get yeah. I get that, but it's also like it's also weird that Christian is still hanging out with these guys. It just doesn't make any sense. And he's going to turn at some point unless they just swerve all of us and like Luchasaurus turns on him or something. But like
0: I mean. It's weird because it's like, I mean, Christian was feuding with Kenny Omega for the title at all out, and now he is basically Marco Stunt's replacement. Just, he never has matches weird. or really anything. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Although he he is wrestling to, uh, tomorrow. Is he wrestling tomorrow? He's in the group, so it's like um, the Lucha, the the Jurassic Express, um, Christian. And somebody else versus the Bucks and Red Rag Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Main event we had. <laughs> Mini being uh, a fan of uh, Jurassic Express. Uh,
1: I do like Jurassic Express. I love the theme song and everything. It's like, great. Uh, you
0: know, it's it, very fun live too.
1: But it really, uh, I always, I told you before, <laughs> I always associate that song with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yep. in the movie. Like that's. Yep. Um, but but at the end of the day, this is really all about Jungle Boy. Like the tag titles are kind of like secondary to like this is really just like all about establishing Jungle Boy as like a main eventer eventually. Like this is, yeah. You know, I
0: think that's really the main goal of all. that. Of he's getting better on the mic too. He cut a promo uh on the road too that was pretty good. So yeah, um, yeah. I think he'll have potential for sure. Yeah.
1: Main event, we got CM Punk defeating Hangman Adam Page to become the new AEW World Champion. I thought this was a really good match. CM Punk almost lost the crowd when he couldn't do the uh, the buckshot. Buckshot. Times. Yep. Yeah, that twice.
0: Was, yep, that was that was rough. Well, and it's funny is he was like, "I always nail that move. I don't know why I couldn't get it. Probably because you were wrestling for twenty minutes and then tried to do it like before you were on a dynamite fresh and doing it, but those those legs gave out on you." Is that what he um, said in the, in
1: the press conference? He's like, yeah. I always I always hit it. but
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that sucked. But uh, I did like the transition at the end. I love the story that was told, that basically because Hangman showed mercy and he hesitated is why he lost, right? Like he could have just took him out with the belt and he chose to do the right thing, and that's why he lost. So if Punk doesn't turn heel, I kind of feel like that Hangman might. Um, I've always liked about – what I've always liked about Hangman in AEW is he takes the losses so hard. Like he he doesn't just come and just like, I want to face the next guy. This guy goes into like full depression mode. And I'm wondering if the drinking comes back possibly or if something to that nature – I'm wondering if he does get a rematch with Punk at a, at a like a big dynamite or something heading in. I, I don't know, but I, I feel like they could be going somewhere where it's he's not out of the title mix just yet. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure where they're going with it, but I. Th- you know, at the end of the day, Hangman had a hell of a run. I think it, it, it did everything that it needed to do for him. It established him as a main event guy. Um, he had great matches. And uh yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting where they're going because the crowd was split. I definitely say it was more punk, right? Yeah. Six sixty, forty, seventy, thirty, but there's definitely those people that love hangman. And I think there's definitely a thing starting to happen too where like the crowd has an attachment to AEW homegrown people and like they are going to try to be behind them over the the new guys coming in unless they're just huge stars right but um yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do with hangman but overall i thought this was a good match happy for punk at the end of the day like i personally think punk's kind of a dick still at the end of the day <laughs> like i i just i don't really like the guy as a person that much but I understand what he means to the wrestling business. I understand what his legacy is. I understand how much he's helped AEW. I understand all that. And I know how big of a moment it is for a guy to leave for seven years, come back, and only be in the company for seven months, win the title, but feels like it's earned. Like, he deserves a lot of credit for that. So props to CM Punk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um. Yeah, I think I, I always said it on the preview show, but the just the fact that during that match there were very loud and very comparable dueling chants for "Let's go, Hangman CM Punk!" Let's go, Hangman CM Punk!" Like that right there proves that the mission was accomplished with CM Punk with uh with Hangman Page, because yeah you know he is on a level within the perception of the fan base that he is as big of a star as a cm punk or a kenny omega or brian danielson like he is in that mix of the tippy tippy top guys in that company and that's what the title what the build for the title and him holding that title i think was meant to accomplish i expect him to be a main eventer forever like going forward i mean everyone's gonna always have their little dips and stuff for like other stuff they got going on but like I think he's going to be I mean he's a made man in AEW going forward. I wouldn't even be upset with him beating CM Punk to win the title back at some point and Hangman being the first ever two-time champion. Like I you know I I have faith in AEW's booking uh, to the degree that like I think they could pull some some stuff off that I I wouldn't even expect. Um but yeah, CM Punk is he's just the right choice right now. Like it's just you have this opportunity to have him as your champion. He's totally earned it. And it opens up all these possibilities. He's gonna be the champion going into Forbidden Door in Chicago. Um, you have the the stuff with like him and Samoa Joe. You can do him and Brian Danielson. You can do him and all these young guys he hasn't wrestled yet. Him running it back with guys like Darby. Like there's.
0: there's I will a- say this too is like the summer of Punk is a thing, right? Right. Yep. So be very curious how his summer is booked because I think it's gonna be huge i think it's gonna be a hell of a run and I personally too like when you're meeting with the discover people right the new owners that are supposed to be very happy with aew which is great news um cm punk as your champion looks pretty good right yeah. like th- that that just looks good you're seeing a lot of cm punk t-shirts out there why isn't that guy champion you know what i mean so i think that that definitely um definitely merits uh he definitely merits to be champion it works i'm a little concerned about some of his performance he definitely looks a little bit older in there He's not as fast but there's times where he can still really go and uh i think i think as long as he is active he'll he'll be fine you know i i don't want him to necessarily kind of have that same hangman thing where it's like he wrestles every three weeks or a month or something like that. I think that he probably needs to wrestle a little bit more than that, but it'll be interesting to see how they they book this Summer of Punk because this is really Punk being able to book his own Summer of Punk Yeah, and Tony Khan, who's a massive fan of t- CM Punk. So I think this could be really good. This is what I was talking about from the very beginning when we were talking about CM Punk is I said, imagine a happy CM Punk and being able to be creative and do what he wants to do and then having the company behind him to push it. Like, this could be some really great stuff. And I, I think the Summer of Punk needs to have Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe involved. And then imagine if you mix in an Okada with that too. So like Okada, Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, like that could be amazing and I will say this props to punk for mentioning uh, the guys that he wanted to face in new Japan. He did say Osprey. So thank you, sir. Like, <laughs> I don't know why people will not respect my boy Osprey, but at least punk does. So I, I definitely want to see that happen as well. It sounds like Osprey is going to recover from his kidney infection by the end of this week. He should be okay. So uh, that's good to hear. And um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. I think I think that for AEW this makes the most sense by far. And honestly, if Punk has like a major major title run and like it feels like nobody can beat him or whatever, then that would be dope to bring in Kenny Omega. Like you want to talk about a huge pay-per-view, Punk and Omega. I would love to see that. So yeah. a lot of good things for for CM Punk in the summer of Punk
1: yeah I I and I know people are saying in the chat or have asked and I've talked about it a lot before but like CM Punk's definitely turning heel okay I don't know when but like mm-hmm. that's and that and then that opens up a whole other side of possibilities for things so like mm-hmm. I think we should just honestly at this point I think we just sit back and just enjoy what we're seeing in front of us because I say it all the time. If we're thinking about it, Tony Khan has already thought of it as well. So like yep. all of our cool ideas, I'm sure that they have. Um, But I, yeah, I, I can't wait. One more thing I want to say real quick before we uh, finish the double or nothing talk, because I know we got to talk some hell in a cell before we get out of here. Um Yay. <laughs> um, I had some friends over to watch double or nothing. And okay. one of them, uh, one of them went to the aew show like two years ago with me in atlanta but doesn't watch wrestling like did it did back during like the attitude era like the mid-90s kind of stuff like we used to collect bendums together back in the day like when those were like coming out um but anyway he came over and it was so sad because like we were like we're getting ready to watch the show and he has no idea who's gonna be on it but like he recognizes some of the names and stuff and he was like he's like who's cody wrestling and I was like, oh yeah. So, uh, so he actually wound up going <laughs> back and he was like, wait, hold on. He left like the company he started to like go back to the one that he left. And, so, and I was like, like, yeah, but they're making him like the new Cena. So like, it might, like it's kind of tight. Like it might wind up being awesome, but like, yeah, no, he's, he's not in AEW anymore. He's over in the WWE and he was like mind blown. This is a guy who doesn't even watch wrestling. He was just like, wait, what? You went back, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. See,
0: that's what I'm saying is, is like if they lose an MJF too, it's like, what happened to that cocky prick that was always out there talking trash, talking about how he's better than us? And it's like, yeah, he he went to the WWE too. That's where it's like, I don't know. I'll say this too. I was watching with a group of people as well. And this is the fun thing is, is like the group that I was with, We always used to, like, get together to watch UFCs. But, like, we just could never get to the point to where we would get together to watch, like, pay-per-view wrestling, like, WWE or anything like that. You know, maybe one person would come over or something, but never, like, a group like that. But because of AEW, like, multiple people are interested, right, that have now found a new love for pro wrestling. And then one of the guys brought his kids and like this kid was all in on Darby Allen. He thought for sure he was gonna win, couldn't believe that Kyle O'Reilly won, doesn't understand that it's all scripted and stuff. He, he was he was thinking Adam Page was gonna beat CM Punk. So he was he was kind of mind blown, but it was just kind of interesting to see like the kids' perspective as well. And but like there's kids that are really into AEW, though they really enjoy it, so it's not just a WWE thing. So um Good perspective there. I had two things I think we need to talk about before we bounce off of this t- topic. One, can shows be too long? Did AEW drop the ball making this show too long? What are your overall thoughts on that?
1: I thought it was too long for most people. I didn't really mind it because, like, I love AEW and like all the matches were great and like for the most part. And and I I mean, so I'm not really I'm personally not upset with it at all. But and I understand yeah. why they did it to like stretch it out so the main event would yep. be after the NBA and all that stuff. That's so why I get it. But, um, but for instance, some of the people that were watching at my place wound up leaving. Uh, I think some of them left right after Anarchy in the Arena because like it was getting past midnight my time around when that was happening. So they were just. And like, I'm gonna be honest. Can't.
0: After that match, it kind of felt like the main event. It really did. Like after all the stuff you saw and like them celebrating, and it was like man we still have two more matches to go like wow, ah, okay you know
1: yeah so. I, it can be long i mean and, and so i i don't like i understand i understand people who are like you know who were upset that it was as long as it was but at the same time it's like outside of if you needed to like wake up early or whatever like i which i understand like if you have other obligations or whatever but like think about the position we're in and like how spoiled we kind of are as wrestling fans. If we're complaining about that, like AEW gave us like five hours plus of just solid pro wrestling. And, you know, there's a lot of bad wrestling out. There. There's a lot of good wrestling out there, but like when it comes to AEW, like they gave us, you know, you can watch all of raw and all of SmackDown and not see one thing for the entire week as good as one of these matches you know what i mean like you know if you're if you're gonna uh, let me put it this way i don't want to hear people complaining about how long this show is if you're also sitting through shows like raw and smackdown every week for for five hours a week
0: you know what i mean yeah i'll say this i think like if you have a negative comment to say and the only thing you got is that it was too long like what 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 did you think of the actual show though was it good because if it was good, why does it matter? Right. Like, I get that it was too long, but I also would rather have one long night than two nights. I think two nights is lame. I get it for the TV and all that stuff, but like, I'm here for one night and I want to have just a crazy one night of action. And we got that. Um, I do think it was too long for most people especially your casual viewers. it, yep. And I do think it kind of hurt the show just in general because I feel like the other shows weren't as long. A lot of the matches felt like there were more meaning to them because there weren't as many matches. I mean, this thing had like 15 matches. It was like 13 and 13 then a pre-show match. Yeah. So like it, it had too much going on, and I think that that kind of hurt it because I don't think this was as good of a pay-per-view as their previous ones. Um, but I do think that it was still a very good pay-per-view and it still had a lot of good stuff on there, a lot of memorable stuff. And uh, it it, it certainly wasn't a bad pay-per-view because it was too long. Well, and also Um, just
1: really quick. I want, I just want to say real quick about that, that with, so, so the show itself might've suffered in some ways because of it, potentially only because like a match like Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen, for instance, like the crowd was kind of like, you know, they're kind of going up and down and they're getting exhausted and like they're trying to come back up for certain matches and i get all that but if you take a lot of these matches as standalone matches and just watch them and not in the context of watching a five-hour show you just pull one of these matches and just watch it that's that's what i think should really put some things in perspective a little bit too because like okay maybe there was some fatigue but like you can pull most of these matches as just single matches and just watch some like right now or watch them next week. And they're really, really damn good matches. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the crowd was still really into the main event, which is what you want. Right. So I mean, overall, I thought it was a really good show about that eight out of 10, you know, B B plus something around there. But I mean, like I said, I AEW pay-per-views are can't miss. I think they're awesome. And uh, I can't wait for the forbidden door. Uh, Chris with the super chat. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh evening boys, overall, double or nothing wasn't AEW's, I think you say, in my opinion, best, in my opinion, but still a very solid show. Now that makes five straight AEW pay-per-views where they've killed it, and wrestling fans are really starting to take notice. Yeah, I mean, like if you just been into AEW this last year or so, I and mean, you've got to be impressed. There's no way you're not impressed. And it's it's uh it's just getting better, man. Like, it's getting more and more, and I, I, I'm digging it. And I'm glad, too, now that the NBA playoffs have died down. Like, Rampage is back in its normal time slot. Things are kind of getting back to normal when it comes to, like, the way that they structure things. So, I think that'll help them a lot, too. Um yeah, And then I-, I had another question real quick on Double or Nothing. This is kind of a controversial question, but I think it needs to be discussed. It's going to throw you for a loop. Mm. is Tony Khan on cocaine.
1: Oh, we have to talk about this. Yes. I'm just saying. (laughs) No, no. Do you think he is, or
0: do you think he's just a nerd? And he has like a, kind of like a, because I mean, everyone says that he's coked out of his mind. And listen you don't hug somebody like that in a normal way like he's just he's socially awkward there's something about him that is socially awkward and i get that part and he's like a statistician and he talks like this and he's you know closing his eyes part of the time and stuff but i don't necessarily mean that that think that that means he's on cocaine you think yeah. that he would be doing a line of coke while martha hart is in the back <laughs> like i just don't think that that's that's happening. But I think it's like this fun rib that wrestling fans like to say or like they like to use to dismiss him.
1: Yeah, so people were saying like Adderall and stuff um, in the chat. Um, Tony drinks lots of (laughs) sodas. He drinks lots of (laughs) sodas.
0: I don't know about that. (laughs) I know that he was getting crunk right before he's about to take questions. He started pouring his bottle like he was ready.
1: That's so funny. Drinks lots of soda. Wasn't that a a joke from like Big Daddy where he's like talking about he's trying to tell the kids like not to do drugs like rumple still skin and stuff drinking rum. Anyway, um, yeah. So I man. Here, I'll I'll be completely honest though, and there's some people that are just not gonna like hearing this. I don't give a shit what he's doing. Like if he's on Coke, I don't care. Like these show's really doesn't
0: so know if he, OD, but, if, he if, yeah. if he does it that much. I, I need this guy to stay alive.
1: He's he's a billionaire with access to whatever he wants. So like I I mean That's the problem. I yeah. That's the
0: problem. He can have as much as he the wants, and then all of a sudden we can get a headline and then we're doomed.
1: I think I think this is probably the most accurate. He's a I, this is probably, I think that's what this is probably the most common. This is no, Let me pull this one. Oh, back sorry. Here. This is this is probably the the comment right here. He's yeah. on Adderall and probably on the spectrum. He, he as someone who also is probably on the spectrum myself, I I think that Tony is a just a. He, clearly, is a savant in a lot of ways because, like, he, like he's a statistician for an NFL team. Like he's like he's yes. the team's like he has like a computer brain um yes. he's a massive massive pro wrestling fan he loves these wrestlers like he's hugging them and he's crying and he's passionate because he is yes. a massive massive fan you throw a little bit of adderall a little bit of blow into that scenario like maybe that's <laughs> kind of what's going on here i don't know i don't know um i do i do i know really i know he likes drinking this i know he likes drinking white claws um as do i you know i've well, at the end of the day, like I said, I don't care what he's doing. I, I'm not going to sit here and accuse the man of being on cocaine. I I have no idea, but like he acts, <laughs> he you know what he he acts like a a billionaire who who is getting to live out his his lifelong fantasy fed right now. And yeah, I mean, for sure, he, he's living his best life. So I mean, that's just I think he's just loving life right now. Um, is he on something? I don't know, but. I mean, would people really care if he's on Adderall? Like, if he's prescribed Adderall? I mean, there's a lot of people that take Adderall. There's a lot of people that do cocaine. I mean, but that's illegal. But Adderall isn't. But it's, you know. It's
0: pretty- my, my thing is, it's not necessarily to condemn him. It's more of just, it's it's been going around a lot lately. Like, everyone thinks that he is. And I just wanted to know your opinion on it. And I also think it's a way for some people to try to dismiss him. Like, that guy's an idiot. He's on coke all day. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they try to, to say, and it's like, no, like, he's proven he definitely knows what he's doing, and I mean, yeah, when you talk about, like, the numbers and stuff, I mean, when he was rattling off everything that Punk has done for AEW when he was going off <laughs> of <Bishop. Yeah. laughs> like, dropping F-bomb after F-bomb after F-bomb, and then, like, Punk's just chill, and he's just like, and it, it was the funniest thing, and then, and then he's like, and we talk about the Friday to Friday, which we beat their ass in because Jerry Divott or whatever signed on the documents, and that was proven. And Punk's eyes was like, yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, he went well, there.
1: Well, you know, Punk <laughs> so badly because of who, like, how, like, I think CM Punk's just kind of like his attitude and the way that he is and stuff. You know, he so badly wants to just call him a fucking Mark. You know what I mean? He just wants oh, to get yeah. to For such sure. a dweeb, Mark. But, like, he can't because he's the one paying the like yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah.
0: That's my thing is every time he hugs these guys or he's, like, constantly around them, I'm like, none of these guys would actually like this guy if he had, like, no money. Like, they would just be like, get away from me, dude. He's
1: probably met but all it, them in meet and greets over the years and they didn't know. You know, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? He's, like, sitting next to Jericho and you could just tell that, like, Jericho is just like, you are a big dork but it's all good here we are and i also
1: think that jericho and punk are like such massive stars and he's such a fan that like i don't think that tony khan will will like when it comes to like mjf i think tony khan can stand his ground because like he kind of is a big reason that mjf is where he's at right now but like i think if like the same thing was going on with the jericho or cm punk like he's i think he's too big of a fan to where he would he would bend over backwards, I think, for certain people. And like it would be guys that he's just like massive fans of. So um, but who who as far I mean, I I'll I will say this. While I was watching that press conference, without even having to look on the internet, I remember saying to myself, people online think he's on coke. They're all gonna think he's uh-huh. on coke. I knew uh-huh. I knew it was gonna be a conversation.
0: Um and he was Once lit again. that night. I don't. I don't know what he was on, but he was lit that night. He was ready to fight. He. he you could tell the MJF thing got to him. The Dana talk, all that. He was ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, I mean, Dana,
1: Dana and Liddell might still be tight. I remember Chuck in the stands doing the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, and, for sure. I mean, maybe they met in the, the Amber herd. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. No, but I'll, I'll. I mean, like I said, I. I don't want him to like die or overdose or anything. Like obviously, but right. I also like I don't care about someone doing do a little bit of blow. Like I, that doesn't bother me. So it's just that's just me personally. I wouldn't care if he was on it or not.
0: I just need the guy to be alive. That's all my yeah my, my whole that's case fair. is. That's fair. So. We don't
1: want like a Len Bias type scenario where like no you know no no you know, we 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 need not.
0: Tony. God, yeah. we need Tony. So yeah. All right, so let's get into Hell in the Cell predictions real quick, and then uh, we can go over who wins the Wrestle Rumble and uh, call it a night. If you guys have yes. any more Super Chats, we can answer your questions. you want to submit them, if you haven't, please smash that like button while we go through these predictions, all right?
1: Yes, if you donate, uh, just to keep it updated right now. Um, so if you want to potentially win an entry for the WrestleRumble.com Hell in a Cell Pick'em contest, the top prize, or the only prize, I believe, is $1,000 cash. We are going to pick a random name off of a random name generator. Right after we do our predictions here, um, the way to get your name on the list for a potential entry is to send super chats. If you send any amount whatsoever, you'll get your name on the list one time. If you send anything over ten dollars, your name gets on there twice, and every ten dollars beyond that, you get another entry. So, for instance, Bearsbound0809 is getting two shots at an entry because it was a ten-dollar dono. Dirty Cleggy has one because i think it was like a seven or an eight dollar but if he gets up to the ten you'll get two so if you've done a couple more bucks dirty you'll be up to two um alexander fitzgerald and chris warden both have two each for the same reason for being i think like right around ten dollars um so um so their names are on there already to potentially win entries and your name can be two and plus we will also answer your question read your statement put it up on the screen and all that good stuff that we always do with all the super chats that being said Hell in a cell, yeah. It's this Sunday. Um Yay. I mean, in all honesty, I can't even really like deep dive into these matches. Um, I can tell you I think it's gonna win and lose, but I yeah, have that's not pretty paid... much where we're at. Yeah, I just don't care. Um, we're gonna end with Rollins and Cody though, because that's the one that like I care about yeah. a little bit at least. Um, all right. okay, so are we gonna go through matches that I didn't know were happening? All right, let's go. I'm opening yeah, the card. Let's see what this show is. I'm seeing this for the first time after not watching the show since what was the last paper? WrestleMania Backlash. Um Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. That's random. I mean AJ and Finn, that makes sense, but Liv has somehow gotten into that situation. She's, a, she's
0: in the bullet club, you didn't know.
1: Yes, she is now. Um, and they're they're against the judgment day, which is the mm-hmm. the team that's Edge's stable. Um mm-hmm. it's Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. So this is a six-person mixed tag team match. Your prediction, Doug.
0: Uh, maybe the new bullet club group, I guess. I I because I mean at some point AJ's gotta win, right? Yeah,
1: you'd think so. Um but Judgment Day is like an actual group. I don't know. I'm just going to go with Judgment Day. It's I just, I just don't care. <laughs> after that, we have after and then <laughs> you know you know how sad that is when is. We're in a situation where like I don't care what AJ Styles and Finn Balor are doing, like or Edge returning to Edge. Yeah, you Edge know? is you know yeah Edge was like when Jericho went on his hiatus in like 2002 or whatever it was 2004 or whatever that was ish. Um edge was like that was my guy like edge was like my jericho replacement when it when jericho was gone and now i'm at a point where like i don't even anyway yeah i'm gonna take judgment day i guess by the way
0: it's called the club
1: well no that's i don't know if that's what they're calling it again now but i know they were yeah. calling it that with like gallows and anderson
0: yeah, I think that's what they're calling it now. Oh, the ECW
1: Hardcore, that's a good call. You think Finn turns and joins Judgment Day? I think that's possible. I could totally see that. Finn is just so freaking lost in the mix. It's not even funny. Um,
0: <laughs> I would laugh. I would laugh. Uh, yeah. uh.
1: We have Fury, who is the United States champion, defending yes. the title against Mustafa Ali, who is still showing up for work again.
0: Yeah, so that's not – I'm not seeing any way Mustafa Ali is winning this match. I just – no way. Like, you're not going to walk out on the company and then Theory is like Vince's guy and you're going to have Mustafa Ali win.
1: I feel the same exact way. Like, they clearly have plans for Theory. They are rock hard over this guy, clearly. And um, Mustafa Ali bailed. And, like, he's really only there because they won't let him out. So – um yeah i'm gonna go with theory uh after that so at wrestlemania you were there live kevin owens main evented one of the nights against stone cold steve austin on this show it is kevin owens versus ezekiel who is the younger brother of elias um who by the way kevin
0: owens is really upset that he won't admit that he is elias
1: yep sounds like the storyline for a pg show for six-year-olds I think that um I, I thought it was pretty funny that there was like some pictures that surfaced of, I think it was Elias, like as Elias with like the beard and the guitar and stuff doing like promo shots for like one of the video games and he's wearing the Ezekiel gear. And it was clearly before they had made the decision to like totally change his gimmick. But so like there was pictures of Ezekiel wearing the, I'm sorry, Elias wearing the Ezekiel gear. I mean, so it's anyways. I mean, and here's the thing. This is probably the hardest one for me to predict on the whole show because because like they're clearly like I guess I shouldn't say clearly because I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming they're pushing Ezekiel and Owens. Like, I mean, I think his entire year was about just having that Steve Austin match, and now it's just yeah. back to the pile. You it's know a wrap. I mean? It's so, a wrap. So. Um, I dude, do i uh, man, I'm gonna take Kevin Owens, but shit, like I really want to go with Ezekiel. It's so sad, but like I, I can't. I gotta go with Kevin Owens.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens too. You can't, you can't have an Austin feud and then lose to Ezekiel. Like I just, I can't see it happen. I mean, I could because it's them. But
1: I mean, Seth Rollins lost every match for like months, and then had now it's like all about him and Cody, like.
0: I, Will he win this one? Though is the question. Anyways, let's go on.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens. Um, okay. Okay. This is a two-on-one handicap match. <laughs> I le- I legitimately <laughs> well, I le- I legitimately didn't know any of the matches for the show except for Cody versus Rollins. I had no idea. <laughs> Your
0: reaction before you read it though, you're just like,
1: okay, yeah. <laughs> we had, like Roman's not on this. Like, like what nope. is this? Um, Roman's busy.
0: Roman Is has no chill at home. No, uh, I think he's just taking some time off. Oh, okay. Tribal okay. Chief needs a rest.
1: <laughs> well, but, I mean, when you have matches like this, it's like, why even... You You have to, so much going on, you don't even you wouldn't even realize that Roman isn't there when you're watching a 2-1-1 handicap match between... It's going to be Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP. Because, like, I mean, Omos has already beat Lashley without... <laughs> right, now help. he needs
0: MVP's help. <laughs>
1: I just don't. Uh, what's the point of like? Is this so that Lashley can pin MVP so like he isn't so like cocked over this whole situation? I don't. Understand. Right, yeah, maybe
0: maybe he can pin MVP so he doesn't take it, so they don't have to pin Omos, but Lashley yeah. can win. So Lashley's gonna win this.
1: I'm gonna take it's that good, too. It's I'm gonna good take. Call. Yeah, I'm gonna take Lashley pinning MVP. Um, Omos is eventually. Do you see the
0: difference in the booking? I like, I mean like this is like night and day booking Dude, this is complete to what we act. just had like, to, like yeah. where we're at right here.
1: This <laughs> is this is just weak. Um I mean this match might be all right. Um Bianca defending the women's championship, the raw women's championship against Becky Lich and Asuka, that'll probably wind up being a pretty good match. I'll give you know it'll probably wind up being this, a pretty good match.
0: This has potential, right? Yeah.
1: I'll take Bianca or Kane, but
0: Who's the champ right now? Bianca. Bianca? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Bianca to retain. Yeah, and in, in probably the second best match of the night.
1: Yeah, behind the main event, which I'm assuming right. is the main event, um, which is looking like the only hell in a cell match on the show at least as of right now. I'm I'm assuming they'll add more this week. They saw Raw and SmackDown. Oh, sorry, they don't have Raw. That already happened. Um, I didn't watch it, but I know it happened yesterday. So, um. So, I'm sure they'll add more to the show. There's only six matches right now. They usually have more like 11 or so. Um, yeah, Cody Rose versus Seth freaking Rollins. Hell in a cell. Um, I mean, for the
0: third time.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I got to be honest. I mean, Cody, Cody versus The Miz last week wasn't very good. I saw some highlights of that. And like, uh, yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick Cody cause like I'm always going to pick Cody. So that's what I'm going with. Logic would probably say Rollins wins because otherwise like losing three in a row to the same guy is just kind of not a good look. And also WWE loves 50, 50 booking people. And they have an opportunity to 33 and you know, three repeating percent book. Oh, uh, well, you you're know. pulling
0: Scott Steiner here.
1: Yeah. I that's actual percentage 33.33 <laughs> <33. laughs> repeating. Of course. Um, shout oh. out to Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, I, I you know, I, you know, but yeah, I'm taking Cody, but yeah, I probably should take Seth, but I'm gonna take Cody and hope Cody wins because I think most people are gonna take Seth in WrestleRumble, and if I have Cody and Cody actually wins, maybe that's the difference of me winning
0: a thousand dollars. So how about Cody did that trailer for Money in the Bank for Raider Stadium Big Show. They couldn't sell any tickets to it, so they had to move it to the MGM Grand.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Um, so, anyways, I was say... they, they're going head to head with the UFC that weekend. Also, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> in Vegas.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, it's so funny how naive Vince is to just think like he can do. And Tony Khan, on the other hand, him and Dan are like are like bro fisting and being like, you know what? Tony's like, we know where we're at. Like, we want the eighteen to forty-nine, and they watch your show where they watch our show because we're still new. So we're not going to step on your toes. And Dana's like, you know what, Tony? I like you, and we get along. So I won't run UFC the same weekend you're running Double or Nothing. Like, we won't. I won't step on your toes either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's you know. And yeah. Vince is like, I'm just going to go head to head there, and then just they just don't sell tickets. So
0: yeah. Um, yeah. but about the match. I did like Seth Rollins' promo. He finally said what I thought someone would say. Or basically, like, you're not allowed to smash the throne over there and then come over here and take my spot. And then you and your buddies failed, basically, and now you're over here. Um, So I liked that. Um, I think Cody is going to lose, and then he's going to win money in the bank. I don't think think there's any point of Cody to win. I don't I don't think yeah. I don't think there's any point of this match. I think Cody's won twice. I don't think there Cody should be losing at all. But I do think that Cody is gonna lose because Seth just can't lose three times in a row. And then I think Cody will win money in the bank. And then what'll be interesting with that though is they're they they basically said that's for WrestleMania now. So I, I personally would have loved for him to win money in the bank and challenge Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. I mean that that's the move. So hopefully they pivot. And they go that direction. because um, I think an undefeated Cody Rhodes going against the Roman Reigns would be money. Yes. It'd be awesome that at would, SummerSlam.
1: That would get me to, to the show. I would if that's the Summerslam match in Nashville, like I will go. Otherwise, I'm not going. <laughs> that's simple. right. Um, yeah, I I mean, I just I don't want to see Cody losing. And yeah, Rollins needs to win. But at the same time, like this company sucks so much ass that it's like they're probably they'll figure out some stupid way of getting around it. Like even if Rollins loses again, it'll be because something happens like, to like save Rollins credibility somehow. Or if Cody loses, it'll be because some <laughs> bullshit happens. I mean,
0: it'll be it'll be a DQ and a hell in the cell. Something like that that
1: happened with him and the fiend. I know he the fiend. Yeah, I he, know. The fiend used a giant mallet and it was okay. And then he used a little uh, the sledgehammer and or was about to use a sledgehammer and got disqualified. That was so stupid. That also killed the fiend at the same time.
0: Oh, destroyed um, him.
1: So, and by the way, it looks like he's coming back soon. That'll be interesting. He's been tweeting. So, oh yeah, yeah. Ray Wyatt basically said like something's happening soon. So, um,
0: coming back to the WWE.
1: Well, no, he's not saying where, but he's saying like he's like the time is near. He's been and he knows there's going to be
0: critics. (laughs) I think it makes so much sense for him to go back there if he's willing to go back there, because I just think they have such an established fan base for him over there. I think in AEW, he gets lost in the shuffle. Like there's just too much going on over there. But I would love to see him with – all the creativity he has with like no restraints and see what he could come up with. I think he can come up with some really cool stuff. So it is what it is. I agree.
1: Man, I'm hoping that Cody just wins this thing and he's not even in the Money in the Bank match and he's just like the, the title challenger. Like I mean he doesn't need the Money in the Bank briefcase. The only cool thing about that at all is that there was at least once, maybe twice in his career that he was scheduled to win money in the bank and they changed it the night of on him like the 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 sandow one was like the biggest one that i remember where he said publicly that up until pretty much he walked through gorilla like to the entrance ramp he was booked to win that match and they just changed it on him last second and it's like so it'd be cool to see cody win this match he was supposed to win you know over a decade ago but at the same time i feel like he's kind of i mean who was the last was the last male money in the bank went or otis was he the last one and that was I like i
0: couldn't tell you And then like maybe. he like
1: well he like lost it to he lost it to somebody because because big we know biggie was he the he was biggie was the most recent one but otis was the year before that and something happened where someone won it from him he didn't cash it in
0: it was um, biggie yeah
1: but yeah, it was Biggie last year, right? But but the year before when they did it in the empty, in the empty arena because it was okay. Open, yeah,
0: he yeah. won it
1: by like they are throwing people. Like someone murdered Rey Mysterio, like threw him off the building and stuff. Oh,
0: that was the one where they were in in Vince's Titan Towers. Yes, where they they had that match. Okay, yeah. that's
1: right. Otis lost it to the Miz. Thank you, Nightman. Man, Day Man, Fighter, the Night Man, Champion of the Sun. I think that uh, yeah, that's right. The, the Miz the miz because then he wound up winning the world title and only had it for like a short time but he yeah i by the way i just got a i finally got one of the always sunny uh funko pops i got uh it it's actually of the day man uh thing from always sunny it's uh it's, it's mac with his cat eyes in and, and anyway. anyway love always sunny so anyways yeah um cody i'm going with cody you're going with rollins in the main event
0: yeah, I mean I want Cody to win, of course, but yeah, I think Rollins' is gonna win.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's pick a winner for Russell Rumble and get on out of here because I am tired. Let's I gotta wake it. up hella early tomorrow. Shoot anyone, job. Everyone still says hella. Yeah, I actually gotta work a little O T the next couple of days. So we gotta go in a little early. When I say go in, I gotta go to my living room a little
0: bit earlier, but I get Still to gotta OT wake and up, and I'm on salary, so I get no OT. Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Um, <laughs> random. I gotta find the, the website. Here it is. Random name picker. Mini web tool. Okay. I'll be. I'll have it up in just a second for y'all. That's what she said. Up on the screen. Wow.
0: (laughs) Shows just falling apart right then. Smash that like button, please smash that like button.
1: Hit that thumbs up.
0: Yes. All that good stuff. We appreciate the
1: subscriptions and the super chats and the donations and the thumbs ups. Appreciate y'all. Almost had this set up here. Okay. Um, I need to put this on the screen. So I'm going to share my screen with y'all. It should be this one. All right. Y'all can see it on the left side there. We got Bears Bound on here twice. We got Dirty Cleggy on here once. We got Alexander Fitzgerald on here twice. And we have Chris Warden on here twice. I'm going to hit a button right Here It says, pick a random name. The name that pops up is going to get an entry to the WrestleRumble.com Hell in a Cell Pick'em Contest. The prize for that contest is $1,000 cash. And if your name gets pulled up, just make sure you're in here or you message myself and or Doug on Twitter. Because I just need to get your email address so that WrestleRumble can send you your entry on Sunday before the show. And the winner is... Chris Warden. Congratulations, Chris. Got yourself another, uh, another entry. I think I have your email address still from last time. Um, that is the one that I will send over to Matt at WrestleRumble. rumble. If your if your email address is different than what I have, Chris, from last time you won an entry, please just let me know on Twitter. If not just know that I am, um, I'm, I'm going to let WrestleRumble rumble know, uh, I'll send them the list. I'll make sure to put your email on there. And, uh, it'll work just like last time. They'll send you an email on Sunday morning or afternoon, uh, the day of the show, but with plenty of time for you to fill it out before the show starts. So thank you to Chris and thank you to everybody who sent Super Chats tonight. We really, really appreciate it. And we give away Restaurant entries for all the major shows, all the contests that they do. So if you missed out tonight, do not worry, because we will
0: have more entries to give away going forward. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate it um be sure to check out dynamite because we really don't know a lot about what's going on in that show and we're going to find out future storylines and see where everything's heading so a lot of exciting times tony kind of hinted that the new japan thing is going to start this start tomorrow so we'll start seeing some new japan stuff and and where the forbidden door is headed so a lot of exciting times we have entered the summer of punk and uh yeah it's going to be good stuff so i'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next week and Doug like said thanks for tuning in
1: Yep, for sure you can follow me on twitter at fight talk underscore you can follow doug at rvdt or, or no ollie doug 21 i've almost said but ollie doug 21 on social media if uh you want to listen to me on thursday morning i'll be on the on the spotlight that's my show every thursday it'll be 8 30 a.m this week instead of 9 30 a.m but you can tune in that's on youtube.com slash fightful uh, we just interviewed Joshua Bishop, one of my favorite indie wrestlers. So uh, if you want to hear from him and you want to hear more thoughts on Double or Nothing and also more thoughts on WWE and the indies and a whole bunch of stuff going on, I'll be going to some more shows later this month. Got a whole lot of stuff going on. And, uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff happening in wrestling right now. So, um, yeah, for uh, for Doug, I'm Steven. And we'll see you next week, same time, same place, right here, 10:10 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, every single Tuesday. Make sure to subscribe right here to RVD Tito for life. See ya.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jetson on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.